Welcome to the Rotten Round Table. <laughs> And welcome to the horror cast. This is episode number 80, the big eight zero. That's right. And this is one of our rotten round table episodes. Uh, these episodes, we like to just shoot the crap about horror, all things horror related. We'll talk about some horror news. We'll talk about the release schedule that is all jacked up, all kinds of jacked up. Thank you, coronavirus. And then we will go around the Rotten Round Table and talk about what we've been watching. I am your main host tonight, Mark Nato, podcasting from my basement here in Southern Maryland. And let's bring in the, uh, I don't know, I was going to say the prettiest of uh, the uh, horror cast, but I think I think Vin's kind of pretty too. So uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say that, but Tammy, Taminator, what's up? Oh, I thought you meant Lacey for sure then. <laughs> <laughs> I I am wonderful. And unfortunately, I'm here without the Landinator this week. It's just me. And I am in my bedroom in Kentucky. So, hey, y'all. Yeah, it was it was awesome to have uh, Landinator on there. Landinator is uh, uh, Taminator's son. How old is he now? 11 now. 11. And he gave us some... Uh, some good insights on he some uh, horror movies. <laughs> he did. He schooled us on the horror movies. Yeah. Very good. We've got two very special guests tonight uh, to help us uh, do this rotten round table thing. We've got Lacey Lou and Dan Chase. So uh, I'm going to bring Lacey in first. What's up, Lacey? Hey, I know I'm not bald, so I get to go first. What do you mean? <laughs> did you say you're not bald? Yes. <laughs> it's kind of a running joke of I, I got anytime we go on a podcast for the first time, I got to make fun of Dan's bald head. Okay. Well, you know <laughs> it's what? Okay. It's okay, man. There's a lot of guys look better bald. Are you one of those I'm guys? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. When, when he does grow out here, I'm like, I can't take you seriously. Ever. <laughs> Ever. It's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you for having me. No problem. You guys uh, run a, a podcast called Cut to the Chase, right? Yes. We do indeed. <laughs> and then uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your podcasting podcasting history. I know, Dan, you've been at this for a buttload of years. Yeah, the legend over here. <laughs> now, um, yeah, I started um, uh, on the Skeleton Crew uh, eight years ago, about a week ago. It was eight years that we wow. started it. And... Um, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing to this day. Um, but it's it's been a wild ride. If if somebody would have asked asked me, you know, um, what would be you know one of the main components to your life that you know that you're drawn to, I would have never said podcasting at mm -hmm. any point until I started doing it. And then it just hit me, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And it's only grown over the years. 
And yeah, one of the best parts is just getting to podcast with all these different people. And it's just fun. It's such a community. Um, and, you know, we learned a lot, a lot of things uh, uh, doing the skeleton crew, especially in those early days, you know, what to do, what not to do, um, what not to do. Probably don't do uh, <laughs> 13 episodes in a row to kick it off. <laughs> um, that was that was a little much. But, hey, people seem to love those shows and go back to those. And those were the first shows ever. So, uh, yeah, it's been quite a ride. So after the skeleton crew, um, I decided to do my own thing. It was a slow starting podcast, but I always had a clear idea of what I wanted. And that is to have an opportunity for other podcasters, podcasters to come on, mainly horror podcasters, because that's who I know. And not only talk horror, but other movies as well. You know, I got into so many conversations with horror fans about non-horror movies. And I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of a missed opportunity. So I thought it was a uh, I thought it was a great idea. So that's what it started out as. And um, and then when Lacey came on it, that's when that's when it really started. Episode 10. Episode 10, yes. Uh, it was an Avengers show. Infinity War. It was indeed. And, like, it was just, I don't know, we've just done a lot more episodes since then. It seems like we're really getting our footing now, and I enjoy it more than ever. So About it's, to hit episode 50. Yes. So it's been quite the ride. So, so yeah, so we're not quite at 80 yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it took us... Uh, we're, we're I think this is year six or five or six or whatever. So it's not like we uh, are are really pumping them out, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, man, I can just I'll just tell you, I'll just tell you, um, Skeleton Crew. Like when I first started listening to podcasts, and I discovered this this thing called podcasts, and and mostly I would say ninety nine percent of my podcast listening at the time was horror related. And um, so Skeleton Crew, um, um, horror movie podcast, uh, Land of the Creeps, they're just mm -hmm. some of these podcasts that have been around for, for so long. And, and that those are what inspired me, um, you know, to, to do my, my own thing. So, uh, yeah, you, you definitely uh, you've been in it for, for a number of years and know that there's been people that have been inspired by stuff that you've done. And uh, yeah, man, it's all about community and it's all about having fun, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. I think that's a great example of uh, the blind leading the blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it, but it's the same thing. People right. tell us, oh, yeah, we love the horror cast, man. We've been listening for years and we decided to do our own show. And I'm like, wow, well, you're, you're going to be better than us. <laughs> so I'm glad. Well, look, it's it's funny though. I remember when you guys started. You guys have always, and you said you haven't been pumping them out. Well, when you guys first started, I remember you definitely made some waves for sure. I mean, I heard about you right off the bat, and and you guys have a great show here, you know. And like that's why we were saying before we hopped on here. It's like it's amazing our our paths haven't crossed. Hey, Dan. Yeah. You're breaking up there. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear a thing you said right there. You said when we I first him, started, you were pumping. No, I did. I didn't hear. A, I heard. I heard Mr. Roboto. <laughs> I, I heard him. It's to. you, Mark. It's you. It is me. I'm sorry. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> but, you were surprised um, the paths haven't crossed? Uh, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm surprised our paths haven't crossed because you guys have been around for a while too. And, you know, I, when I first started, I only listened to a couple podcasts in the beginning anyways. So, yeah, I definitely came across you guys and you guys got a great show here too. So congratulations on show 80. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, man. And I'll tell you. Isn't it? Tammy and I were just talking. Doesn't everybody have a horror podcast now? Yes. It's like they are. There are so many horror movie review podcasts. It's like you can't even. That's why I've I've decided like if there's only like ten that I listen to because I, I was subscribed to like five hundred podcasts and my podcast catcher was crashing and I'm like <laughs> enough of this, right. Well, and I know me personally, it's it's like this, you know, I know the good podcast just by the production value, even if there is production value. And, you know, obviously with the hosts and the camaraderie that they have, um, usually those things are pretty much make or break for me in terms of a listener to a podcast, yeah. you know. So that right out of the gate is something that you have or you don't have the production angle that's how much work you want to put in. And I know that when we started with the Skeleton Crew, it, it was like we we completely immersed ourselves into whatever we were doing. So we had a clear idea of the show. And we even went to the extent of uh, literally doing skits where, like, we're walking through the decades and, and all these stupid things. Oh, yeah. that we. And, but it was so much fun, though. And it really, listening back... It's really something to be proud of. Now, here's the thing. Everybody has a podcast. Not everybody has, I don't know, maybe it's a lack of vision. Maybe it's a lack of like, oh, people just like to hear their own voices. But let's face it, there's a lot of shit out there, unfortunately, you know? Yeah. And, and that's not to take away from the good podcast, right. but, you know, and to each his own, you know, I know some of my perceived, you know, shit podcasts that I think are shitty, some people like, and I would never, you know, hey, if, you, if that's your tribe, if that's your clan, go for that. I just mm-hmm. know that um, me personally, the more effort you put into it, the more you love what you're doing, despite whether you love the movies that you're reviewing or not, if you just love what you're doing and you're with people that you love as well doing it, you're good. Like, it's just been it's just been my life. And honestly, that's how we met. We yeah. met through podcasting. And, you know, the thing about Pip the Chase is when I first came on, like, Dan didn't even edit his own episode. <laughs> right, <laughs> you right. Know? And um, the fun part about this is, now um, they're pretty uh, getting to be pretty highly produced at this point. And, you know, people take notice when you actually put effort in. And uh, we're doing this retrospective on uh, the <laughs> Leprechaun franchise so at the stupid. moment. Now it's brilliant. <laughs> it's bloody brilliant. And, you know, uh, we're making up these limericks or rhymes for each guest star that we have on. And, you know, we want to just, it's, it's just a welcoming thing, I guess. And, you know, the more you put out, I think the more you get back. Well, yeah. Yeah. and I totally agree. Did I ever think it, it, when I first started, I think show number one or two was like no country for old men. I'm like, let's go fucking Coen brothers. This is, you know, let's dig in deep. Who yeah. would have 
that the leprechaun shows that we're doing has the most feedback that we've ever gotten before. <laughs> it's ridiculous. People love the leprechaun, man. <laughs> People love that dude. They they love leprechaun in space. They love yep. it. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I, it makes no sense, but you know what? My original goal for the show was to always, uh, you know, bring other podcasters on, and we got some great ones for that lineup. So it makes sense. And did I think that they were going to be great shows? No. Was I wrong? Absolutely. They've been some of the best. And Lacey Lou smiling because it was her idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You should listen to her more. <laughs> All Don't right, man. Well, hey, it, it's good having you on here, man. And let's let's get rolling. Yes. Let's talk about some horror news in the news feed. The news feed. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, a few different things happening. Uh, from the last time, these these episodes that we do, the Rod and Round Tables, are every two weeks. Uh, and the week in between is our regular episode. So things happen. This happened a while back. Uh, when, when did he die? March 24th is when he died. Is a Stuart Gordon passed away yeah um kind of i guess it was unexpectedly i don't know what what if he was uh, sick or what but uh this is uh this is a guy that made some pretty doggone good movies um some of my favorites of his uh reanimator is a classic uh, from beyond dolls is great i had no idea this dude did honey i shrunk the kids oh yeah did you know that i Classic. didn't know that um Body Snatchers, Castle Freak, which is an underrated 90s uh, horror movie. The Dentist um, and I Dagon. <laughs> Do what? I love The Dentist, Corbin Bernstein. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So he was, uh, I think, an underrated uh, horror director. And I just wanted to uh, to acknowledge him that, that he did pass away. Uh, he was 72 years old, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure what he passed away from, but uh, he he will be missed. He will be missed. What, what do you guys? And actually, you know, um, Reanimator I had never seen before this year, and it was the uh, third movie that I watched this year, and oh, uh, it's, it's for fantastic. the first time. Yeah. Yep. Cat's yep. dead. Tells later. Yeah, I loved it too. I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Rest in peace. Have you seen From Beyond? No. No, I have not. Yeah. You need to watch that. That's a classic from Beyond. That's a year after Reanimator. But yeah, but uh, just want to mention him and then uh, move on. I want to say this as I posted this on Facebook today, and it's been getting a lot of uh, uh, discussion or mostly hate. And that is that Universal is developing a remake of 1955's The Night of the Hunter. Oh. Have you guys ever seen The Night of the Hunter? I have never even heard of the night of the I night. have only heard of it. I have not seen it. I All have right. seen it. Yeah, I've loved the night of the hunter. It's like a a southern gothic masterpiece, man. It's uh Robert Mitchum is kind of like a uh he's he's a preacher. He's 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 going around singing stuff like leaning on the everlasting arms, but he's a killer. You know, he's he's a he's a bad man. Uh he's a con man. And um, he, he's after these uh, uh, kids, right? Uh, yep. who, who's, uh, I guess, he's after money that these kids um, know where this money is hidden. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's really, it's a, a I guess you would con f consider it a film noir. It's black and white. It is, mm -hmm. It's chilling. 
It's a it's a great movie, and it's and it's really a cult classic, cult favorite. Uh, Criterion Criterion has a, a release of it uh, that's really good, and so uh, so, yeah, do what? So why the hate? Yeah, because it's so loved, like coveted. Yeah, they they don't want they don't want to messing with it. Um, they actually did remake it for a TV movie back in the seventies, I believe. Richard Chamberlain was was the the title character, but he wasn't any good. The movie sucked. You can't do a movie like, you can't do a movie like this made for TV, especially in the seventies. But uh, yeah, I'm Tammy. What do you think? Since you've seen it, is that something that you're looking forward to, or should they just leave this thing alone? You know how I feel about remakes. I'm not on board. I mean, there's n- there's no way that you could improve upon that masterpiece. There's no reason to redo it. You know how I feel about them. I just I no. The answer yeah. is no. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, somebody explained it pretty good. Uh, I'm not looking at it right now, but they said, look, it, it doesn't take away from other people uh, making movies and doing their own, um, you know, personal vision and, and original ideas because there's remakes. There, there are some directors that that's kind of their thing is remakes and reimaginings. And that's, you know, what, what they're good at. And uh, I'm willing to give it a chance and, and give it a look-see. But I, I definitely don't think they're going to improve on it. But no, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll give it a look, see, too, but I'm not going to hold, you know, hold out any hope. And that's it. I think th- I think there's a middle ground where, you know, yeah, there should be no expectations because, you know, it's all about their approach. Right. If, if you try and make it like the original and it doesn't turn out well, I can think of a lot of remakes, though. That I love. Name and, one. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Love that I movie. I agree. That is you know, one, oh, yeah. one, that's, one that a lot of people hate, and I just love this movie. Again, I don't have any real problem with the original. It's just not my cup of tea. But I think that When a Stranger Calls, that remake is much better than the original. Now, a lot more now. happens in that movie. Yes, well, it's PG-13, but hey, I, that's just my personal we totally preference. Disagree on that. I know we do. I know you would. <laughs> we totally disagree on this. <laughs> I, I will tell you this, man. The original When a Stranger Calls, the scariest first 10, 15 minutes in a movie ever. Yes. That that well, That is so scary, but it, it does lag in the middle. It becomes right. like a cop drama there in the middle and and the the new one gave us more of like in the house like being stalked and being messed with uh, i do agree with you there but uh yeah yeah now I, I, i'm one with I, I like remakes man i love the texas chainsaw remake i'm one of the few i keep saying this i'm one of the few that likes the nightmare on elm street street remake i don't yeah. think it's as good as the original mm-hmm. uh, but i think it was it was decent for what it yeah. was trying to do it wasn't like uh you know setting the world on fire but it d- doesn't deserve like all the bashing and the hate that that it gets um i like the friday the 13th remake love it. i thought i thought that was really good did you like that or no i love that movie yeah, i man. love everything about that movie i mean dude that opener is so ridiculously ruthless like it's probably one of my favorite sequences out of the whole series like it's it's insanity what they do there. Like they literally set up characters and just kill them all real quick. And it's yeah. like 
even just for you to care about those people enough in the first 15, 20 minutes, whatever that opener is, I just love that movie. And again, you know, I'm not like, I'm, I'm not glued to these movies where, you know, I think, oh, I don't like it because it's sacrilegious or whatever. I just, I, I don't know. I think that it's, do your own thing. If you want to use a, another idea, I, I, by the way, an idea that people love, and that's what I think people miss out of it. I think that, yeah, they're just trying to squeeze something new out of it, but at the same time, like, they're going back to that well that that people enjoy these movies, you know? And honestly, like, even though they make bad ones, they make good ones too. So I say roll the dice. I say it's a 50-50 shot and just the chance that we could get another cool movie out of it, I say do it, you know? But then you have, like, your prom nights as well. Well, I mean, yeah. Tammy, um, <laughs> you said you didn't like remakes or whatever. And, you know, I was in the uh, boat with you for, like, the longest time because um, the majority of the time it just feels like it's rehashed. And if you're going to do something, I feel like you should do it better. Um, but for example, for some reason, even though, you know, they're, the remakes never hardly hold up to, um, I shouldn't say never, um, barely hold up to the original ever. Uh, I was doing a trivia contest, um, or challenge for, with JP shot and, uh, Brandon Orlick. And, uh, you're able to uh, pick a category. And I don't know why, but for some reason I picked remakes. <laughs> and I, I, cause I feel like maybe they're the most fresh yeah, in right. your head. So I felt like that'd be a smart play. What do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Oh yeah, I mean, I watch everything. I watch everything. I don't, I don't say a remake. I'm not watching it. I'm going to watch it because you just can't, uh, you can't judge a book by its cover even though Dave Z says you can, and you, 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 you can't, you can't judge something just because it's a remake. I mean, give right. it a shot. And if you give it a shot and it sucks, okay, it sucks, but it doesn't take away. I don't think a remake takes away the, the anything from the original at all. Right. If you don't like it, pretend it doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Do you so, guys think there's a difference between remake and reboot? Yeah, yeah. I mean the the reboot. Um, I thought I thought that the re, uh, Friday the Thirteenth was a reboot, and then they didn't go anywhere with it. Um, I feel like I feel like that's a remake. Right. I feel like the right. Child's Play movie that came out last year that we got that is a reboot. A reboot. Yeah. Yeah, because they went some someplace completely different. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I get that. I get it. I get it. And uh, you know, let's see what else we got here, guys. Um, Universal, either of you guys collectors of anything, of, of uh, movies at all? Uh, yeah, we got about 4,500 in our collection. Sweet. Three, three of those are mine. <laughs> three yeah. of those are yours. Nice. Halloween 3. I, I think I brought Halloween 3, yeah. <laughs> and I, there was one other. Uh, oh, Mission Impossible that I bought for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I'm a collector of uh, you know special editions and things too, and uh, I'm excited. Uh, Universal is bringing Jaws mm. on the 45th anniversary. They're doing a limited edition 4K Ultra HD in June. It's, uh, Jaws has not been released in 4K yet, so that is coming out. And I'm I'm a big Jaws fan. Are you guys Jaws fans? Well, um, <laughs> well, someone is. Yes. And it's not Lacey Lou. I uh, I grew up on Cape Cod. Yeah. 
Yes, where the uh, where the movie was filmed right off of yes. Martha's Vineyard. Um, so yes, like I grew like yeah, like when you're born, you're given a Jaws VHS and, and <laughs> you, you know. Uh, one night he got drunk and said, um, "This was like when we first started dating." Uh-oh. He said, "You know what? I'm gonna make it magical and I'm gonna propose to you uh, at the bridge of Jaws." That was no, no, no. And I was like, "You better not." That was one. That was one idea that I had had, but then you watch Jaws, and and uh, Lacey Liu's opinion on Jaws isn't exactly well, the highest. That so, is a, that is a romantic thing, Dan Chase. I'm going to let you know. Thank you, sir. Hang, hang on to that guy. No, take me to the scream house where Scream was filmed. I tried. <laughs> we were supposed to go. But by the way, I also collect anything and all things Ghostface. Yes, yes. Ghostface is. I have a Ghostface backpack. Yeah, we have Ghostface all over our walls. Scream posters, everything Scream related. I have a so. Ghostface pack. Wow. Ghost- tattoo. Yes. But, <laughs> I said but, tattoo. But but you don't like Jaws. Ta- but, see. I- I like mystery in my horror. I I don't know. It's I mean, Jaws was okay. It was fun. Right. Yeah. But like, okay, here's the you thing. You wanted to know. You wanted to be able to figure out. Okay, which shark is doing it? Okay, is it Shark <laughs> A, Shark <laughs> B, or Shark C? Actually, in Jaws, there is a kind of a whodunit because they think they captured. Yeah, right, right. And, you know, they get that Jaws and it's got license plates inside Look of it. You with the fucking Jaws reference. Wow. I'm actually impressed. Well, I remember the movie. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I call that one Old Lefty. And, yeah. you know, uh, it was really cool. We were uh, we were at Days of the Dead in Chicago last year, and uh, Richard Dreyfus walked right by us, right into Bill Murray's restaurant. He was doing baby steps. Oh wow! <laughs> I love Richard <laughs> Dreyfus, man. Lo- loved I love Jaws. It's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. And some people say it's not a horror movie, but I'm like, it absolutely yep. is. To dig on slasher in the ocean. And uh, yeah, I, I love it so so well made. Taminator, do you do you like Jaws? I love Jaws, but I mean, you know, it's seventies horror, so 70s it gets a pass horror. from me. Yes, yeah. yeah, and she doesn't collect any uh, movies either, so she's nope. a she's a digital girl. <laughs> digital. Oh, so what platform do you use? She uh, what what do you use platform wise? You do what you do. Um, uh, Apple TV, you do Ooh, Netflix. Pretty much everything, yeah. Nowadays. What is your favorite streaming site? Like, what's your go-to? Mm-hmm. For horror or for anything? For anything, like, for anything. I'm going to check this one first. I made the bold statement, I think, just last time, saying that currently I was loving Hulu. Uh, me too! Yeah, they've really stepped up their game lately, and Netflix has been kind of PU. And Amazon Prime seems like all they show is like the beest of B movies. So yeah, those are called C movies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, actually have had a few F ratings of uh, movies that have came out this year, right? Yeah, and don't forget about Tubi. Oh, I love Tubi. Tubi's yeah. the bomb. I'm telling you, I keep saying it. Tubi's the bomb. Tubi All right, got bomb. one more thing, one more uh, item of news, and we'll see what you guys think about this. Uh, the trailer to the movie Peninsula uh, dropped. Um, it is the sequel to Train to Busan, and everyone is freaking out. 
It's going to be the best zombie movie in years. Um, do you watch trailers? And did you watch that one? And were you a fan of Train to Busan, guys? Um, I have not seen Train to Busan. Um, if I, I don't know if you guys know this about me or not, but I'm not a big zombie lover fan. I mm-hmm. uh, JB, Jamie Sammons gets mad at me when I say this, but I think zombies are overrated. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe, like, I attempted to watch Walking Dead. I got to, like, season two, and I'm like, God, this is so repetitive. And I, I've just never really been a fan of zombie films unless it's done uniquely. Um, you know, I feel like Pet Cemetery is unique, like, mm-hmm. in the way that they tell it. And it's not just brains, you know? Um mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. There's just something about, like, zombies is by far my least favorite genre, but um, I do want to check out Train to Busan. Am I saying that wrong? Busan. <laughs> Busan, okay. Um, I do want to check it out because I hear it's emotional. Yeah, that's. I think that's what it sets it apart. Uh, there's nothing, like, incredibly special about the actual zombies, uh, but the movie has heart. There's a, there's a uh, father-daughter relationship going on there. And it, and it really, I mean, it'll have you crying. Yeah. 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 Uh, because you care about those characters and, um, you know, it's pretty gut wrenching and some things that happen. So I think that's, I think, yes, I think that's why that movie, um, resonated with so many people. It wasn't because, oh, wow, we've never seen zombies do this before. Like emotional, like the mist. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's like zombie <laughs> drama. Zombie yeah. drama. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. So, Peninsula is the is the thing. It's supposed to be coming, uh, um, you know, pretty soon to the states. I think it was supposed to come in the summer, but who knows now with the virus? Have they filmed it yet? Or oh yeah. Yep. Yep. They f- they filmed it. They're, it's it's in post production. They've got the, the trailer already out. It looks really good. Um, and it's not the same characters. It's in the same universe. But uh, yep, I would say give it a give it a shot if Did you haven't you seen Train to Busan. Trailer No, not yet. Yeah. Do you guys watch trailers? Yeah. Yeah. No, we definitely do. Um, you know, especially recently, I've been a little deflated <laughs> in terms of. Uh, getting hyped for anything for any movies coming out just because it doesn't seem like there are any movies coming out in the near future. <laughs> yeah, so well, if you're talking about like theater, yeah, right. definitely not. Um, so we're getting ready to get into like what's coming out. Yeah. So l- let's just go ahead and do that. Uh, we'll talk about what's coming out. <laughs> Honestly, all the stuff that was, planned for april uh and may and even going into the summer has already been uh pulled they pulled um uh new mutants they pulled um what was it um saint maud i don't think new mutants is ever gonna get released <laughs> dude it's it's snake bitten isn't it i mean nothing they just put that thing on vod okay just get it out <laughs> Well, no, dude, but, like, here's – I was going to ask you guys, how do you guys feel about that? Because now that's exactly what they're doing. Um, You know, a lot of of, uh, studios are just bypassing theaters altogether now, throwing them up for 20 bucks. And all because of the virus, but it's – Yeah, I'm I'm okay with it 
for right now. Right. Uh, I think it's if you have uh, like we have a, a pretty nice big HD 4K TV and, and the kids, you know, are right there and you can pause it and you can get your own snacks. And all, so so 20 bucks for an entire family to is actually a pretty good deal. But, um, you know, I, I was kind of worried there because they were almost going to release uh, Wonder Woman, um, yeah. Wonder Woman 84 straight to VOD. Wow. Uh, but then they decided they decided last minute not to, and they pushed it to uh, I believe the fall, and then they um, followed suit. Like Black Widow got pushed to the fall. Quiet Place Two just announced that they're going to be uh, Memorial Day weekend. No, not Memorial Day, Labor Day, Labor Day weekend. So that's uh, what, September first or second or something. So that got so all these movies that were coming out in April, May, and in the uh, summer, they're getting pushed to the fall. Hoping right. that everything was is back up and running by then. Right. So I'm okay because I don't want to watch, you know, like a superhero movie or something like that on my TV first. Right. I'm right. a theater person. I want to go and I want to see it on the biggest screen possible yep. with the best sound system. That's the way movies are supposed to be, you know, most yeah. of them. Most of them. But um, yeah, so we'll see, man. We'll see how, how it goes because. New Mutants, in my opinion, it's going to make just as much money on VOD as it would have made at the theater. Right. Because right. it's been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And people just honestly don't give a crap anymore. Totally. I you agree. Know. Yeah. So, um, but uh, I'm just going to go back. We're going to go through April here. April 3rd, uh, The Other Lamb, Brahms, The Boy 2 came out on VOD. And then Live Scream, which is a really cool uh Movie, a uh, movie about um, video game, kind of. Uh, it, it's if you're a gamer, you'll like that movie. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the Puka Lives is came out on Hulu Into the Dark. Did you know that, Tammy? No, I have to tell Landonator about that. Yeah, because I know Landonator liked the first yes, one. Yes, so. he did. <laughs> Puka Lives, uh, April seventh, which is today. Uh, the Parish. Here's a bunch of stuff that came out on VOD. The Parish. Rotwood, Dead by Dawn, Gretel and Hansel came out. Uh, so I'm glad to see that because that's one of my favorite of the of the year so far. Dr. Death, The Turning came out on uh, VOD today, which everyone hated and I liked. Sorry. Uh, She's Allergic to Cats came out on VOD. Um, and VFW came out on Blu-ray. Did you guys see VFW yet? So, okay, so we started it. We still have yet to see it. Um, now, it, I, I feel silly saying that because we did watch Puka. <laughs> <laughs> see, we did watch the second Puka, I must say. No, but I heard VFW is amazing. Um, would, would you agree? Would you recommend it? Oh, I certainly would. Yeah. yeah. It, it is such a throwback to the 80s to me. Uh, just in, you know, plot-wise and the sets and the gore and even the cast. Uh, yeah, I think you'll enjoy it big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, and then April 10th coming up uh, is, is a VOD. Please please don't think this is uh, what the movie is about, but it's called Porno. <laughs> have, you, have you guys heard of this movie? Uh, yeah, it uh, screened at Fantasia. Yes. And it's oh. about it's about these kids that um, 
decide to uh, they work in a movie theater and they go down and they're going to watch a movie on their own in this movie, this porno movie or whatever. It's like a cursed movie. I forget exactly what it's about, but it's not a porno movie. I just wanted to make sure everyone it's a horror movie. Um, I thought it was the um, it was the train spotting sequel. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Sea Fever coming out. That is a horrible name for a movie. Sea Fever. Sorry, uh, We Summon the Darkness. That's with uh, uh, Dario. What's her name? Alexander Daniel. Yes, she she's in that. Uh, in the Trap is a Spanish language VOD, and if you are a member of Horror Pack. There is a exclusive Blu-ray coming to you called Hilarious. I am not a horror pack subscriber, but if you are, I thought they canceled that. I have no idea. I mean, this is what I got off the internet, and if I got it on internet, it's got to be true. Gotta be, bro. Gotta gotta be. Well, because I thought I read somewhere. (laughs) I don't know that uh, they went bankrupt or something, or they might. They might have. So maybe they're just putting it out on. Yeah, they might just be putting it out on Blu-ray if they can't send it out via their packs, but be looking for it. Uh, April 14th, Abominable, and that's not the one from the the 90s. That's a great movie, by the way. Uh, Somebody has been really talking about this on Facebook, that it's a great movie. It's named Butt Boy. I'm sorry. Yes. What were they thinking? I'm not sure. (laughs) Butt boy. Doesn't scream horror to me. Uh, Getaway, Infection, and Doppel. And then, of course, this has got to be a winner. Ouija Geist. Oh. Yeah. You know that's going to suck. We actually screened Getaway. Did you see Getaway? Is it good? Uh, It's actually... um, I'm confused uh, whether it's supposed to be Getaway or Getaway Girls. Oh, that one. Yeah, we were actually supposed to have an interview with um, the director who is uh, the voice of Hey Arnold. <laughs> yeah, did the, the actors Hey Arnold. Oh, my gosh. Right? And uh, his wife is the lead in it as well. And it's got uh, Scout Taylor Compton. And we were supposed to have an interview with them, but then this virus happened and it, it was did. right when it broke out and yeah. everybody was freaking out so, so. the interviews just never happened so <laughs> we're a little sad about it but it wasn't a horrible movie though no it was should, should we wait to talk about it or i mean it's it's yeah yeah you're gonna talk about it and what you've been watching yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's wait because I'm I'm interested in here because I kind of I kind of like Scout Taylor Compton. I, I kind of do. I kind of dig her. But um, VOD. There's also a movie coming out called Why Don't You Just Die. This has been getting a lot of um, uh, press and stuff. It's supposed to be a pretty good uh, gory time. And then also on April 14th, Blu-ray for Underwater and Fantasy Island is coming. Yeah. Um, Fantasy Island was an okay movie. It just wasn't very horror. Right. Yeah. And then Underwater was great. See, we we started that as well, but I can't wait to see Underwater. Um, Fantasy Island, we had a blast with. Not a good movie, I I didn't think. Like, it was confidently made. I was talking about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We did a whole show on it. It was ridiculous. But uh, Fantasy Island, it is what it is. Blumhouse yeah. just kind of pumps these movies out, and yeah. I'll bet you it was a blast to work on that movie. Dan <laughs> is a Blumhouse apologist. No, check this out. Well, no, he really is. Hey, I I want to say this though, uh, Mike. What do you think of 
all these movies being pushed back, like, for instance, everybody's talking about all the horror movies now coming out in September and October. Now, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I want to be nowhere near when Halloween comes out. What do you mean? If if I'm a movie, if if my release date is on the oh, same, okay. even <laughs> anywhere near that movie, you're gonna get obliterated. So it's it's. I didn't understand what you were saying there for a second, but now like you're yeah. stacking it up. Yeah. I think, so what do you I definitely guys? think I think September you're good. But when I mean Halloween's coming out in October, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, anywhere anywhere within that uh, three yep. week window. Yep. Yeah, you don't want to be you don't want to be in there because that's where Halloween's gonna mop it up. Well, I know I know a lot of people were very upset that um, the new Saw was gonna be released early, but it looks like uh, that got pushed back, and it's probably gonna come out around that time as well. Well, and yeah. you know, you remember the tagline for Saw? It was if it's Halloween, it's gotta, gotta be, be Saw. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and so I, I'm I'm all for uh, lots of horror movies in the theater. Like during the fall, September, October. That's that's to me. That's the smart time to go ahead and and put your horror movie in the theater because that's when people are most ready for you know horror movies when oh, you're yeah. getting around that that time. Um, so I'm not sure why you know they would not do that anyway. But right. uh, yeah, it could right. be an overload this year. Yeah. <laughs> it really could, and and some of the box office numbers might might suffer because of it. So, oh, I think so big time, and I think that it's just going to be a mess trying to figure out, uh, you know, who's going to release what on what date, and and what they stack up against. I think this is going to be this is going to be insanity coming it up. Is. The rest I, of this year. I feel like um, you know people are saying that you know it the theaters are going to die. I feel like. People are going to want to get out of the house. People are going to want to go see a movie in the theater. They're going to want that experience. And I think this is going to be one of the best years after all this shit is said and done. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Yeah. But but there's only so many, you know, there's only so much money people can spend at the theater. And not, not only you're talking about the, all the horror movies getting pushed back, you're going to have, you know, every summer blockbuster is going to be in the, I mean, Black Widow, Wonder Woman, they're, they're all going to be competing at the same time, you know, because mm-hmm. they were supposed to be in, in the summer, you know, and I don't know. I, I know, I believe um, Black Widow's not going to be out till December. December is kind of a, a good time to release movies. So we'll, we'll see what, what that looks like, but it's going to be a stacked uh, third, fourth quarter, I guarantee you. I don't good feeling guys but, i have a good feeling by the time black widow comes out everybody will already forgot that she died in the last movie <laughs> yeah like why is she here again she's dead no. spoiler <laughs> alert uh, okay let's run through this april 17th behind you on vod april 21st uh penance lane on vod april 24th one br which i'm assuming stands for one bedroom uh and dreamland which i've already seen on the screener this is the guy that did. Um, um, oh my god, my n- mind is going blank. <sighs> okay, I'm not even going to say it, but it was a crazy movie with kid gangsters and vampires and <laughs> craziness. It stars Henry Rollins, and it's it's a it's a weird movie. Uh, and April 28th, Dreamcatcher with a K, and Reawakened. Um, those are the the VOD releases. Again, the I think you just kind of 
kind of watch because they're going to be dropped. They, they might drop some other stuff, um, maybe stuff that was going to go into theater and limited release or whatever. Maybe they'll just drop it on VOD. I don't right. know. I didn't realize this that uh, until I was going through my com- – I have Comcast Xfinity, and I was going through the horror VOD, and they dropped uh, Sid Haig's last film, Hanukkah. Oh, oh wow. I, I haven't seen it yet. But I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and rent it and see it, you know, because it's like a serial killer that comes on Hanukkah or something. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. It's his last movie. <laughs> yes, yes. So. All right. Well, that is uh, mark your calendars, and uh, when we get back, we're gonna talk about what we've been watching as we go around the rotten round table. Hey, love horror movies. Handpicked by experts, psychos, demons, ghosts, the occult, zombies, killer kids, black magic, vampires, shutter kills, Netflix on selection, screams on demand, shutter.com. All right, we are back and we're going to go around the rotten round table and we're going to start with Terminator. Terminator, what's a movie that you've been watching? Well, I watched something that I was already challenging that coveted spot that Swallow was holding. Oh and that God. is my yes, I know. And I know how much you, you love that. So I bet you can't wait to hear what it is. And it is Vivarium. And I'm already hearing people putting out those is that really horror? Is that horror? It is one hundred percent horror. And so this stars uh, Jesse Eisenberg, who I don't like his face, just like Helen <laughs> Hunt. <laughs> I don't like his he face. He's a male Helen you, Hunt. I just don't. You like and his Helen face. Hunt and Jesse and, Eisenberg. Oh my God. <laughs> Helen Hunt's face. Mad about Helen Hunt. Thank you. Thank you. Oh Tammy, Tammy has blasted Helen Hunt on the last two <laughs> Rotten Round Table episodes. Yeah. I have paid money to see her last I couple of movies, and I can't get past her face. It, it ruins it for me. <laughs> one of her movies was called I See You, and Tammy yeah, was like, I, I wish I didn't already. see you. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that movie, though. Yeah, that movie was pretty good, but uh, she was, oh. Feet up. Yeah. Feet up. Anyway, all right, so <laughs> this episode also stars Imogen Poots, who I like very much. So those two are this uh, couple that go looking for the perfect house, and this strange real estate agent takes them to a subdivision called Yonder, which is this mysterious neighborhood filled with all these identical houses, and they just get creeped out and feel like they can't leave fast enough. But when they try to leave, they realize that their search for a dream home has plunged them into an inescapable nightmare. And they are given a task to complete, which I don't want to tell you what that is. And if they suppose if they complete this task, then supposedly they'll be able to leave. Um, I, I don't know. It's very like Ray Bradbury is the best. I've heard Twilight Zone, but it's. It's a couple steps above Twilight Zone, I think. Mm. Um, it kind of, the feeling is, I don't know, did you guys watch um, No End House on Channel Zero Sci-Fi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's got that feeling of, you know, when they come out the house and you can tell they've kind of like entered this, um, you know, like, I don't know, a 
parallel universe or the or uncanny valley or something it's kind of like that um it has a really great ska music um soundtrack and it's really really different but i gotta I gotta warn you this is not in any way shape or form a feel-good movie when this was done i think i felt about the lowest i have ever felt in my life it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and i guess the Without, well, I don't think I want to watch this movie, Tammy. It'll depress you. I don't think I want to feel any lower than I do right now. <laughs> right, like this might not be the the exact time to be watching something like this because the main message really is like the cruelty of nature. Um, but the, one of the very first scenes is uh, Jesse is like a, a groundskeeper guy, and he's. Um, for some reason, he's groundskeeping at the school that Imogene Poots is, works at. And he, while he's trimming this tree, he knocks these two baby birds out of this nest and they just kind of laugh about it. And then kind of what they turn into the, you know, it's just like the cruelty of nature. Oh, well, it just is what it is, you know. And then they, the story kind of flips on them and they kind of become like helpless like the two baby birds is kind of like the dichotomy i don't I, you really need to go into this knowing as little as possible this isn't going to be for everybody but it touches on everything horrifying that you can possibly think of and just not to diss anyone mark i know you're happily married and you two may be on your way to be happily married yeah. i am happy i am happily divorced twice and this really is just a a, a metaphor of just the dis- how suburbia can be just so stifling and marriage can be so it can just beat everything out of you marriage can also be wonderful and i'm sure it will be for everyone who's listening <laughs> for me not, it wasn't so much and so it kind of touches on that and it's it, it's just how how cruel nature is is really the kind of like the base story there and i don't want to say too much more than that but it's it's wow it's so good and the visuals are just it's crazy how beautiful this movie is even though it mostly takes place in one very strange looking subdivision basically but yeah totally recommend it's awesome really really vivarium different it's it's on my it's on my radar it's on my list I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, Dan, what have you been watching? Oh, man. Okay, so this first one, um, unfortunately, was not a good movie at all. <laughs> um, but I had I had high hopes for it because, I mean, you know, Thomas Jane, the Punisher. If Thomas Jane is in something, I will definitely check it out. Um, have you guys heard of Hunter's Moon? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Is that on one of your 22 movie lists? Yeah, well, this is one that I uh, uh, I saw had high hopes for right. and was, was let down. I, I'm, I'm in that kind of cycle right now where I'm getting high hopes for yep. certain movies because of who's the star is. Right. And, and, and then I just have been feeling disappointed. Nothing's like blowing me away. Yeah. It, it almost felt like in the, in this movie, I mean, listen, it's a werewolf movie. Thomas Jane plays a cop. The, it's just... Is it a werewolf movie, though? Yes, 100%. Well, I quit watching it. Okay, well, I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you. No, it was not It was not good. Um, there was a... You could tell that the majority of this movie's budget went to Thomas Jane. <laughs> it went to have this dude in this movie... 
And I don't know, it just, there was a lot of, um, you know, cheesy kills kind of um, beating around the bush, so to speak, mm-hmm. not showing things, just kind of like, I don't know, like, listen, maybe, maybe people dig this stuff. I looked at it like it's cheap. You know, if you're going to go all out, um, nowadays too with with technology the way it is i feel like they could have done better so yeah hunter's moon i mean i was not impressed at all one of the plot points just dragged out the entire movie and then you know it's it's supposed to be like hey guys are you surprised at this ending no no i wasn't (laughs) you you went up to it the entire movie and it was horrible and again i was sad because I love I love Thomas Jane, but even he was over the top. Powder was in it too. Powder was in it, yeah, in the opening. Sean Patrick Flannery. Yeah, but uh. Oh, he didn't come back after that. No, spoiler, sorry. Yeah, no, like I, neither did I. I didn't come back either. <laughs> Nobody should. Uh, yeah, Hunter's Moon. That was that's that was the latest movie. No recommendation. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely right. not. So that's a no on Hunter's <laughs> Moon from Dan. Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to give my first one. And this was a movie that I had uh, zero expectations going in, which is rare because I hadn't heard much about it at all. Uh, it's on iTunes and it's under the foreign uh, thing. It's a um, Brazilian movie. Mm-hmm. It's called Ghost Killers versus Bloody Mary. Wow. Anybody heard about this? No. Sounds intense. Okay, well, what you got here is these uh, wannabe Ghostbusters. Like, they have even ripped off the Ghostbusters logo. But, <laughs> but they're like, it's not a stop sign. It's a yield sign because it's, like, <laughs> you know, it's like uh, you know, tr- a triangle with a slash through it. it it's, it's ridiculous. It's a horror comedy, and it's about these ghost killers. They, they go in, and they're, you know, they're they're – they're staging stuff. Okay. Uh, did you guys watch uh, Dead Detective, Dead Detectives, no. on Shutter at all? No, I wanted to. Was it good? Yeah, it, it was okay. And it's a kind of similar premise. They go in and they're they're ghost hunters on TV, and they're kind of making things up and they're doing things underhanded, and they actually go to a place that's actually haunted, and they get thrown into the thick of things. Well, that's what happens here. The ghost killers go in. Uh, to to this school and they are supposed to, uh, you know, do a little filming session and and bust the ghosts that are in there. Well, let me tell you, it's real and it's uh, it's not Bloody Mary. I'm not sure. There's a Brazilian guy that listens to our show and he was on uh, Facebook and he said um, Brazil does not have the Bloody Mary uh, legend. They have something called the the little blonde girl in the bathroom. And yeah, don't even, don't even, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Okay. Um, But that is what this is. This is not bloody Mary. This is a little blonde girl. Who's like a demon ghost, whatever. In the bathroom. That is a demon ghost. That should be your. um, That's all you have to say. Like for this episode, blonde girl with a demon ghost. (laughs) Yes. But I'm telling you, even as goofy as it is, and not all the comedy lands, uh, and some of that might be cultural, cross-cultural, like a Brazilian might think that is hilarious. And me as American, I'm like, nah, not so much. 
But let me tell you, man, this movie, it moves. It's got a lot, and I mean a lot, of practical gore that I wasn't expecting. It kind of reminded me a lot near the the last half of this movie. really reminded me of, like, Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. Um, But but Evil Dead is just more of a a vicious, unfunny type movie. You know, there's nothing nothing funny about Evil Dead. That movie is just sinister. Um, you mean I mean the remake? You know what I'm talking about. Um, but, I like the remake. I don't know, man. Tree rape is pretty funny. You just recently <laughs> watched the Evil Dead remake, Dan. Oh, I love the remake. Yeah. No, that's what I'm I saying. But that's day, what yeah. this this Maybe movie reminded me of with all the gore. Like, there's one part where this little girl rips her face off, and it's You're like, like oh. this bloody, muscly skeleton underneath. It looks freaking amazing. Amazing. Uh, all the ghost killers are just covered in head to toe with blood by the end. It's, it's, it was fun. It was fun. Um, I don't know. Right now it's in my top 10 of the year. Oh, wow. And, and, I've, and I've watched 160 horror movies so far this year. So, yeah, it, it, it was pretty good. And it's the only way uh, I've, I found it was just browsing on iTunes. So I'm not sure where else it can be seen. I'm not sure if it's on uh, Amazon for purchase or whatever or on VOD. But if you really, really want to watch it, I know you can find it on iTunes. Ghost Killers versus Bloody Mary. I'll definitely check that out. Yep. All right, Lacey, what do you got? Um, This is one that you guys have probably already seen, but this was a first-time watch for me. I know Dan hasn't personally seen it. Like This was one that um, I personally avoided. Um, I'm not a big fan of this universe. Um, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I watched The Nun. Oh, yeah. And, I, I you know, I got a lot of, uh, it, I thought more people would tend to agree with how I felt about it. I was just so bored. Um, but uh, when I posted, because I'm doing my challenge or whatever, so when I posted that this was the movie that I just recently watched, a lot of people, or at least half of the people, came in and said that they actually enjoyed this one. Right. And I was honestly surprised because I remember when this movie came out, uh, everybody seemed to hate on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, and so it did not make me excited for it. And it really was boring. I mean, um, for me, the most important part of a film is its story. And if it, it, I can watch a B movie that has, you know, terrible CGI. Or that's not what appeals to me in a movie. It's a story. Mm. And I know other people might be vice versa or whatever, but for me, it's always the story. And that's the most important part, because if you don't have a good story, then why the hell are you making a movie? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That just, me as, that just me as a writer. And uh, I mean, I'm not like a great writer or anything, but, um, you know, that, that that's what appeals to me. Like, I want you to blow my mind with a, something I haven't, you know, seen before. And I'm not meaning see as in like on the screen of, you know, CGI bullshit or whatever that is. And if it's if it's got the story, that's where you're going to draw me. And this one was so freaking boring. The dialogue was so bad. It was so cringeworthy. Um God, I was so bored. I mean, there was that one point where, um, God, what was the dialogue? He was just like, 
I'm Canadian French. And like, he, <laughs> like, you know, that's how like he gets back at the nun. Like, I mean, it's that ridiculous. Like, I, I mean, I'm not kidding. That's literally. I can't what, wait to see this movie. No, it's so bad. Like, I, it was so cringeworthy. Like, I, I get that people like the, you know, the gothic, um, aesthetic of the film and you know it, it does the cinematography really is beautiful however that's it and that's where it ends and you know i'm just not a fan of these films that their stories are not compelling enough for people to kiss their ass in my opinion you're not a fan of the conjuring all any of those movies correct? Um, I, I, I liked okay so the thing is the conjuring has a great premise right I feel like the stories fail to execute and they could be a million times better and they could be a million times scarier. They go for cheap, they go for cheap jump scares. With they the go, music. Like they go it. for run-of-the-mill storyline. Like they could go like deep with these things and they just don't. And it's very disappointing and this is by far the worst Conjuring movie I've seen. Wow. Yeah. Um, you're going to find this hilarious. I liked it. Yeah. I did. I liked it. I think that um, you know, I can I, I can kind of forgive it, like some cheesy dialogue and not the the greatest story, because I was I was kind of really impressed with uh, the visuals and the cinematography, and it, it also almost had like a hammer type feel to me, and uh, I enjoyed it. Now, it was nowhere near my top ten of that year. I think it might have been like thir- thirty six. <laughs> Or something, so it means I enjoyed it, but it's not like anything great. And I can totally see how a lot of people will just think it's boring and stupid. And um, yeah, I, I'm I'm one of those that the Conjuring universe is is okay yeah. to me. Um, right. I, I kind of think the um, the characterizations of uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren are kind of over the top and goofy. Right. Uh, yeah, but. Yeah, for this one, for some reason, maybe because it was a period piece and it was set in that that you know convent and it was just ear. I just I liked it, but again, not anywhere near even my top thirty. But um, yeah, I can see I can see where you're going with that, Lacey. Yeah, I and I respect like you for it. Well, I, I think there are valid reasons for why I don't like it. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of people will sit there and say, you know, oh, it was just boring. I didn't like it. It was boring, but I mean this. I don't know. I think I have plenty of reasons why. And I, I just feel like it didn't live up to its potential. I mean, you got big players. I mean, Vera and um, her yeah. sister. You know, like, I mean, these are uh, like. Yeah. They could have done more potential. with Tessa Farmiga. Yes. Like, good just, actors. Just wasted potential, in my opinion. Like, ah, just give her a better script and she would have killed it. Yep. Yep. I will agree there. A better script would have would have served it better. So, what I, what really put it over the top for me for enjoyment, like I said, was the visuals and the cinematography. So that that to me, I, I'm I'm all about a story as well, but I am the kind of exact opposite. If your movie looks like trash and sounds like trash, I don't care what the story is. Right. It's horrible to me. Like I want to see somebody put a movie out that knows what they're doing, like behind a camera and behind the lighting, you know, tree and and knows how to make it sound so that I'm not listening like to somebody in a in a hallway. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like right. I right. need that. I need that professionalism. And right. there's a lot of people 
that especially people that like B movies and stuff that they can overlook that, you know, they can overlook stuff and be like, Oh, I just like the story. Not me. I'm sorry. Your story could be the most compelling in the world. If, if your movie's not shot well and doesn't sound well, I don't want to see it. So it's just one of those. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, Taminator, what you got? Oh, I got another good one. And I know I'm late to the party with this one too. And I'm really sad about it because I think it would have made my list last year of the top of my top 10. I don't know how I missed it, but it's the wind, the wind, the wind. You guys seen it? Oh yes. I have seen the wind. <laughs> and I have heard the wind, and I have. Felt- I was gonna say I'm talking about the wind you hear on a daily basis. Yes. All right. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Um, this an unseen evil haunts a homestead in this tale of madness, paranoia, and otherworldly terror. So this stars, and I don't know this Caitlin Gerard that it stars. She reminds me of um. Blake Lively, but even more beautiful, if that's even possible. No, it's uh, not possible. It's not. Well, it, it's not till I saw her. And <laughs> she is just amazing in this, and which is great because she pretty much has to carry the entire movie. So she plays Lizzie, who's like this tough, resourceful frontiers woman who moves with her husband into this very like remote stretch of land in the 19th century American frontier which, why aren't there more frontier horror movies? I'm not saying there's none, but, I mean, this that's, yeah. that subject is, like, ripe for the picking, I think. Um, yeah. It's very Little House on the Prairie meets, you know, the entity or something. Yeah, that, well, that is, that was, that's perfectly put. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously, I mean, they're isolated from everyone and everything in this, just this vast prairie where the wind never stops blowing. And this couple moves in to build a homestead about, I think it's about exactly a mile from theirs. And they're in no way, this, the second couple is in no way prepared to be out there. And they really start to rely on Lizzie and her husband, um, like to help them build their house. And the girl is pregnant and um, she's kind of like mentally not doing too well and kind of ends up falling under Lizzie's care because, you know, pregnancy is women's business. So she's kind of left taking care of this woman all the time. Pregnancy is women's business. Yes, it is. Um, And so all of this starts to heighten Lizzie's anxiety and she starts sensing this presence. Um, And it's another one of those movies where you're never really given the answer. Is there really a presence? Is Lizzie just going crazy? Is everyone going crazy? What is really happening? And you don't get it all tied up in a nice bow at the end. You really don't. It's kind of left for you to figure. I just watched it this week and I need to watch it again. I will probably buy this one. I loved it that much. Uh, If you haven't seen, I don't know. I had heard of it kind of, but I don't think anybody was like, oh, that's great. You've definitely got to seek it out and it just it showed up on Showtime the other. It was definitely on a couple of a couple of our top tens of the year. So, I'm, I'm, what were you doing, <laughs> Sammy? Were you like smoking sucking, the marijuana while we were recording that? I'm not know. sure what you were doing, but I yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. It was it was a really good movie, but again, if you're watching that right now. Uh, in your self isolation, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the whole movie is about isolation, and right. is she going nuts? 
So Tammy is trying to drive people off the edge. <laughs> I'm trying to make everyone as uncomfortable as possible. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's a it's a fantastic movie. I need to get the Blu-ray. I don't even know if it's out. I'm sure it is, but I don't know. It showed up on Showtime. Usually, it's that's after it's you know been released. But who knows nowadays? Mark, what is your opinion? Is she crazy or was there really a demon? Oh, of course, there's there's always a demon. I I agree. Always. I agree. There's always a demon. I'm I'm not that you know. I, I I think that uh, that book that he had with all the prairie demons and prairie. What, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it can work for you either way. Yep. So did did any of you see that, Dan or Lacey? No, I no, I didn't get the chance. I mean, I after listening to that, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, again, it's a slow mover. It's a right. it's a yeah. quiet. It's a quiet movie because there's really, there's, there's really only three characters in the movie mm-hmm. um, for the most part. But uh, yeah, it, it'll, if you like those sorts of uh, movies and I, I'm, I'm a sucker for little house on the prairie. So. Right on. so is his grandma. <laughs> yes, she is. All right, Dan, what's your second movie? Uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm trying to pick like which one I want to talk about. I saw some newer movies, but I got to be honest with you. I just was not impressed by any of them. Um, you know, well, what you, what you can do, I'll tell you this. Okay. Talk about what you like, no matter if it was new or not. Okay. And then your last time through, just throw whatever else you had that you watched out. And like I do, you throw it on the pile of crap. You know, you just throw it out. I watched it. It's a piece of crap. And, and so, that's what we did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you brought up a good point, though, man. You know, when you're talking about being quarantined and stuff like that, you know, a lot of the movies I like to go to are are like <laughs> kind of like horror feel good movies. You know, um, mm-hmm. with that said, I did. I do like to balance it with new watches as well. You know, movies that I haven't seen um I know we watched a movie called, uh, you ever see The Bad Batch with Jason Momoa, Keanu Reeves? Yes. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, it was it, it was so interesting. There was so much going on, uh, you know, right out of the gate, <laughs> you know, what happens in the first 10 minutes of the movie. So I, I watched that. Um, I, I, I liked it, but I didn't love it. Um, yeah. Same and, here. I think it was a good movie. It wasn't a great movie. Exactly. And you know what? I I don't think that that's a detriment to any of the actors or even the story. It's just for the type of story that it is, which is kind of like a like Waterworld kept coming to mind, kind of like Mad Max type of deal, yeah. all these type of movies. And then also kind of like <laughs> I felt like Battle Royale at, su- at some points. Um, I don't know. It was just kind of a whatever for me. And, you know, I was expecting a lot, too, with. With Jason Momoa, it was right right around that time that he was huge Jim on Carrey. Game of Thrones. Jim Carrey's in that fucking movie, but anyways, really? I, I forget. Remind me of was there like a good amputation scene or something? Yes. So right out of the gate, they cut off her arm and her leg and eat it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like right out of the gate. So here's it starts off strong. Here's my point, though. I actually didn't want to talk about this movie, <laughs> but we are. But this is a one that was just kind of whatever. And while I dug and like you said too, about cinematography, all of that was there. But in times like this, where I just kind of, 
I, I, you know, have my go-to horror movies. Um, I recently watched one of my favorite movies of all times. I know it's not a lot of people's, but that is uh, Secret Window with Johnny Depp. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I know it's not everybody's favorite. I know it doesn't do anything spectacular in it. But at the same time, that's one of those movies that I can pop on at any given time doesn't matter what I'm doing, whether I'm having a crazy day, whether I'm doing absolutely nothing, and my eyes will be glued to the screen. I just absolutely love that movie, and it's it they they provide me with like a happiness during these kind of weird downtrodden times. It's it's, it's it's comfort food, man. Yeah, comfort. It's comfort food for the soul. I mean, yep. when you find a movie that that speaks to you, uh, for, and sometimes you don't even know how to even tell people why right. you know you just yeah. like that movie and uh yeah that is a good movie. honestly i've seen it once oh, i've only really? seen it once so i need to go back and uh and and see it again but it's uh, it's really it's really well done you know even from the opening shot it just it says so much there's so much artistic um expression going on in that movie and i don't know there's just something about like like i said opening shot is him narrating to himself in his head with the windshield wipers going and and it's just it's beautiful the cinematography in some of the scenes is is ridiculously awesome like i said you know it has one of those twists where i'm not going to say what it is if you haven't seen the movie but after it happens it's not like you haven't seen it before Uh, the movies have done it literally a million times for me it wasn't necessarily about being being fooled or whatever it's just about the journey you know it's yep. it's in my mind it's quintessential stephen king is you it know? your favorite adaptation it is by far by far i love yeah. it yep. i'm gonna watch that this week matter of fact i'm gonna i'm looking on my imdb and yep. i'm gonna do myself a little johnny depth uh johnny depth Johnny Depp. Um, That's his like, porn name. Yeah. Oh, Johnny goes deep. All right. Uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do Secret Window. I'm gonna do From Hell, which I've never seen. Oh. I'm gonna, wow. I'm gonna do The Ninth Gate, and I'm gonna do Sleepy Hollow. I'm gonna do. Those, nice. Oh, that nice. sounds like good. That sounds like a good one right there. Let let me know what you think of Secret Window. I'm I'm dying to know because it's it's literally one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I remember liking it when I saw it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, anything Stephen King, I'm usually there, man. I'm usually yeah. there. Like, yeah. get this. Today, my wife said I want to watch a movie, so she pops on Stand by Me. Oh. She had never seen it. Oh, I'm like, so what world are you living in? <laughs> not seen Stand By Me. So I got a chance to watch that with her, like her oh, wow. for the first time. She loved it. But uh, I was like, that's man, awesome. you know, it's going to be like that with Secret Window because I don't I don't remember the twist. I remember there is a twist. Right. But I don't rem- so it'll, it'll be like watching it for the first time. So nice. Yeah. Let me know, man. I'm excited. I will check my Facebook page. I'll throw okay. it up. <laughs> All right, I'm back up. I'm back up, and I'm going to give uh, – let's see. I'm not going to do a pile of crap yet. Uh, where are we at? Oh, okay, here we go. Um, this one is going to be a movie that's probably going to be polarizing because um, is very art house, 
it's very slow moving. It's very, um, I don't know what you would, how would you would say this? Borderline horror. It's more of a thriller. Uh, it's a, it's a cult movie about a, a, a guy who has uh, a harem of women and he is the cult leader. Uh, they call him, um, the shepherd. And of course he has sex with all the women and he, ha- they all have daughters. And guess what? If they have a boy, that boy doesn't survive because <laughs> yeah, because he wants to be the only man. And it's about like one of the daughters, they, they kind of like realize this guy is a piece of crap and they're not going to listen to him anymore. And it's about, and, and it's about her journey. Um, it's called the other lamb. Just came out um, the other day. I really think that Tammy, this movie is right up your alley. Uh, it is in my queue. I yeah. I just didn't get to it for this week. I think it's right up your alley. Uh, if if you like movies, uh, I know you didn't like Midsummer. Um, I did it, not like it. I just didn't love it like everyone else did. But I don't want to compare this to Midsummer. I only compare it in like that it's art house. It's very mm-hmm. arty. It's very uh, it, the the cinematography is is gorgeous. Sound design is awesome. The acting is top notch. It has um, the girl from uh, the Killing of a Sacred Deer, right? Yeah. The daughter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it it it's it's a, a it's a really good movie. I don't know if it's going to be horror enough for for most horror fans. Um, I, I heard somebody say it was uh, reminiscent of The Village. Yeah, you could be that that sort of um, the the village is one of my most underrated movies. I, I, uh, I like that movie. I hated yeah. it. Did the you hate it? And I mean, I've only seen it once, and I seen it in the theater, and I had like a really bad migraine, so that might have played into factor. But I just remember I was like, I literally hate this movie. I was in high school. Yeah, well, remember that was I, when um, um, M Night Shyamalan was on his downswing. Right. People, people were like getting fed up with his freaking twists, and and that one that was a big twist. <laughs> was that like, he's like, here, you know here's what? a fence. It, that yeah. was so amazing. It's on my rewatch list. Oh, of so things. good. I mean, I already know what's, but I might appreciate it more even now. Yeah. <laughs> with the times that we live in. Yeah, we'll, we'll give we'll, it a rewatch. I'll rewatch Secret Window. You rewatch The Village, but okay. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. The village has a lot more action in it than the other lamb does. Um, you know, this is a real slow mover. So, um, yeah, Tammy, give it a watch and let me know I, what you think. But, I will, uh, sure. And I do want to bring this up um, because Tammy watched it, the last roundtable, and absolutely loved it. And I said I would watch it. And that's the movie called Swallow. And this my, is about my number this, one for the year so far. Which I one? hated oh, this movie. Swallow. I haven't even heard of that. Yeah. Oh, it's it's Swallow. So, don't listen to Mark. He, he's crazy. It's, okay, go ahead. Rip yeah, it up. It's called Swallow. It stars Haley Bennett, uh, who you might recognize from several different things. But, um, Basically, she is a uh, uh, a girl that's married, and she has she's getting she's pregnant, right? Yep. 
Yeah, she, and she and she develops pregnant, like in yeah, the second she half. develops this disorder where she eats things that should not be eaten. So we, we start we start with like thumbtacks, and then she eats like a marble, and then and it starts getting like bigger and bigger metal things that she's eating, and. You know, her, her husband and her in-laws find out and they try to get her get her committed or try to get this. And I'm, what is horror about this? It, to me, it was it was a very well shot, very well acted drama mm. about a girl with this disorder. But I didn't find it to be horrific in any way, like as far as the tone of the movie. Uh, I, I didn't find I mean, uh, sure, though. The daggone situation is horrific. If you're eating a stapler, dag nabbit, don't eat a stapler. Okay, that's not good for you. You'll poop out the staples. But what I'm saying is it's not in tone a horror movie. So that's where I was kind of, I I can't put it on a horror movie list. That's just me. That's just me. I I I have said before I hate to to play this card and I really try not to go there. But any woman that watches this will immediately say, "Oh yes, that's horror." And I don't think men will. Okay. Um. Hey, I have a question for you guys. Do you think that the categorization uh, of movies really truly matters, other than where to put it in what area on your shelf? Mm, not really. I mean, yeah, I can understand that uh, to Tammy, this movie might be a horror. It might be horrific mm-hmm. uh, and, and not to me. So that's going to be that was the big thing. Um, my number one movie from a couple years ago was called Brimstone. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Brimstone. I mean, it, it's a phenomenal movie set in the Old West or whatever. It's got a crazy like preacher uh, played by Guy Pierce. Um, but, uh, a lot of people didn't see that as horror at all. And I did, uh, that's right. okay. That's okay. I mean, we can, I think horror, but, like but comedy I think it's subjective, yeah, but, it's a, but it's, subjective. A, but it's a tone also right. did, did, did the director, did he mean to scare you in this movie or was he just telling you the story of this girl and her yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I but guess it's up in the air. Just scaring someone? No. No, I guess not. So what? I, I will rephrase it. To me, yes. <laughs> this was not. This was not horror. This was not. And horror. I think most people will agree with you. I do. Yeah, but I, I never, you know, said that. Uh, you know, I said anything about you about like you're welcome to like whatever you like, but uh, man, it was just. I don't know. It's a weird movie. It's definitely it's definitely weird. Yeah. Well, so. Dan and I will give it a watch, and we will see if. No, fuck that! I want to watch Brimstone. Shot it. <laughs> Did you not watch Brimstone? I've never seen I, it. No, we have. I've heard so much about it. It's it's one of those where I know it's good, and and yeah. But you know what though. I've heard of horror friends talking about it, so so there you go. You know whether whether it's categorized as that or not. I mean, it's at least in the in the realm in the stratosphere. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 definitely when you get into that movie and you see what what's happening. Yeah, yeah. You'll think yeah. it's horror. So 
Very good. Very good. So that, that'll that be it for me. I, I mentioned two movies, and I'm sorry, but I had to get that out while I was uh, <laughs> thinking about it. Lacey, what's a movie you've been watching? Uh, you know, uh, you mentioned that you're going to do like a little Johnny Depp binge, right? Or Johnny Depp binge? Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Depp. <laughs> and I kind of went on, um, I even, I think I even posted this on Facebook that I was going to do a little Keanu Reeves binge, which uh, uh, that's where the bad uh, dash came uh, in. Um, I, I watched John Wick for the first time, mm-hmm. um, which I really, really, really like. I didn't think you would. I really did. I think I, I, I went on um, uh, the Hard to Kill podcast and we did Face Off. and good Face Off. And we were talking about how I, I actually talked about how I didn't think that there were any good action movies since the 90s. And then I watched this one, and I was completely blown away. It was amazing. Um, I avoided watching it because I don't like seeing animals hurt in any film, and that's the you know obviously the premise of John Wick. And I absolutely pisses you it. off, doesn't it? Huh? Pisses you off, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I'm like, go get those sons. Get them, John. <laughs> Kill them with a pencil. <laughs> but I, I loved. It. I really did, and I'm excited to see the uh, next chapters. I, I I still have yet to watch chapter two and chapter three, but I'm excited now. Mm. Um, and then so we watched the Bad Batch, as Dan talked about, um, which I liked up until there was it like it was leading you somewhere, and then it just leads you nowhere, and. Uh, that annoyed me. Um, and then I also watched The Watcher for the first time. Oh. Which, oh, yeah. it's, it's kind of, that's kind of horror, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's more like thriller. But, I mean, this is a definitely a different role than you're used to seeing Keanu Reeves. I mean, he's usually, like, the good guy. I mean, you got Point Break and, um, you know, John Wick, obviously. And uh, this was, he's the bad guy. Yeah. And he's strangling women, and I mean, it, it's a little corny. Yeah. But uh, um, I is that really, a '90s movie? Um, I believe it's 2000 or 2001, and I mean, the opening is where uh, Keanu Reeves is dancing to Dragula by Rob Zombie, and wow. I literally had that song stuck in my head. <laughs> like I've I seen, I watched it like a week or two ago, and that song has been stuck in my head. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and I, and I can't get Keanu Reeves dancing in a leather jacket out of my head. <laughs> yes, um, I, I will tell you I, this: watch John Wick two and John Wick three. They're great movies, but John Wick three has yeah. so much death in it. Like, there's not there's not thirty seconds in that movie where somebody's not getting shot. Right, I swear to you, the it horse. is wall to wall action. Yep, to where I was like, Where is the plot? Somebody done pissed John Wick <laughs> off, and he's gonna shoot somebody from beginning to end. It was like, Wow, I've never seen a movie with that much action, except for maybe The Raid. If you've never seen The Raid, you need to look at that. The Raid and the Night Comes for Us, or is- The Raid 2. Yeah, the raid. I haven't seen the raid two, but oh my god, dude! I'm sorry. Like the raid two puts puts the raid like to shame, and I know that sounds crazy, but the raid two is one of the craziest movies I've ever seen. I'm like, how are they doing this right now? This is insanity. But at the same time, after that, I watched John Wick three, and I completely agree with you, sir. I was like, 
this level of action cannot be sustained throughout this movie. And then the end credits roll, and I'm like, okay, that just happened. And Keanu Reeves said, really? Hold my beer, okay? <laughs> yes, exactly. we're going to do it. Yeah, it, it, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yep. So, all right, anything else, Lacey? Um, no, that's it for this round. Okay. <laughs> All right, Tammy. We're gonna go. We're gonna go two more rounds. We're gonna do. Let's do two this next time, and then the last one will be anything else that you watch. We'll pop. We'll pile it on. Well, uh, what are we doing? I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll do two more rounds after this. Next round, you'll do two movies, and then the next round after that, we'll do whatever else left you got. Just throw them out. Oh, okay. Cool. We do it this way because most of the time we'll take three, four, five hours to do this and. Right. <laughs> I gotta get my beauty sleep. I feel you, Tammy. What you got? Um, so I'm bringing a Shutter exclusive that I guess I'm late to this party, and I thought this just came out. Um, Satanic Panic. Ah, have you seen it? Last uh, year, yep, it was pretty yes, good. That was uh, made my top ten of last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. I beg everyone's pardon, but I just saw it. So in case anyone else has not seen this, um, this is a story of we meet um, this very endearing girl named Sam, and she's on her first night as a pizza delivery girl, and she agrees to go out of her territory to deliver to a posh neighborhood because she's been stiffed on tips. So far, and I thought this was funny, that she says that, her tips so far were an expired Applebee's coupon and a sweater that smells like racism. <laughs> and I thought it was funny. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so she goes to this mansion to deliver this pizza and she gets stiffed yet again. So she decides, screw it, I'm going in there and demanding my tip. And she just happens to walk in on a group of Satanists who just happen to be look, in the middle of like a sacrifice or whatever and they just happen to be looking for a virgin which she is <laughs> and um, now she's in like the a literal fight for her life and she must fend off witches and demons and even evil spells Bye. satanists and it's got everything now it stars this by by all rights, it should be a total B movie, right? It stars Rebecca Romaine and her husband Jerry O'Connell is in it. Um, the girl that plays Sam, I don't know who she is, but she's really cute. Um, there's a girl in there, Arden My- Myron, who plays this character named Gypsy, who I just thought was hilarious. Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> and I just loved her. And uh, the pacing kind of reminds me of Snatchers, if anybody... I know you've seen that, Mark, but just the pacing and the comedy kind of reminds yep. me of that. It's like nonstop action, and it's actually funny. I mean, to me, it's funny, and I know comedy is subjective, and, and I don't really like horror comedy, but this really hits com- completely. I just I was so entertained from beginning to end. And her story, like, you find out a little bit more about her and why she's a virgin, and her backstory is just so touching. And and there's a, several people in there that you'll recognize. And also this Jeff Daniel Phillips, who I I had to look him up. He's yes. The guy with the goatee, and I guess he's been in, like, all the Rob Zombie movies. Oh, my God. He just... <laughs> it was so good. This is just so 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 good and it's one of those b movies that like knows it's a b movie and it's not trying to be anything but entertaining and i just absolutely loved it so for anybody else out there who also did not 
catch this if you're not in the cool kids like I'm not then you got to watch this on Shutter. It's so so it's so good and just so entertaining. I really enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah, I, but go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I absolutely love this film. I actually um, didn't know much about it until I, I write for PopHorror.com, if you guys didn't know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get interviews. And uh, a lot of times when I get an interview, um, I don't know what movie I'm going to be doing. They're just like, oh, okay, uh, who wants an interview with... Um, these are the interviews that are up, and I was just like, uh, I got it. They said Ruby Modine, and obviously that's Matthew Modine's daughter. And Fluke is by far one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know if you guys ever seen Fluke or not. The dog. Oh my god! Oh, you gotta watch it. But um, it used to be on TV. I don't know if it still is. But uh, and she was also on my one of my favorite television shows of all time, which is Shameless. And so I. She was in Happy Death Day. She was the killer. Well, one of them. Spoiler alert. Um, But yeah, so I I could not pass up the opportunity to, you know, interview uh, Ruby Modine. And uh, she was the um, girl of. She was the daughter of uh, Rebecca Romaine and um, Jerry O'Connell in this. Yes. And by far, my favorite interview, I mean, I've interviewed Michael Roker and, you know, a bunch of other people, but by far my favorite interview that I've ever done. And she provided such insight into this movie, and it just made me love it even more. I didn't know, like, what movie I was getting when I was, um, when I said I wanted to interview her. And I, we got this, and I was so in love with it after just just watching it because you could just tell how much fun they had you were like satanic yeah. panic it's got rebecca romaine and jerry o'connell i'm like oh well, well it, jerry o'connell <laughs> scream too like scream is obviously one of my favorite franchises of all it oh, is my favorite franchise by the time. way our boys in feige the 13th just interviewed him jerry mm-hmm. o'connell one of the coolest interviews ever he is it was a good he interview. is so much fun jerry o'connell loves his life yeah, no, by and, me. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah there we go. We're all connecting here. Exactly. Hey, you know what's funny too? You mentioned Stand by Me earlier, and we just watched that that Puka return, whatever the fucking second. Puka, yeah. yeah. And, Puka lives. And Will Wheaton is in that movie as well. He was. Yep. Did, did we miss him? Yes. If you Queen Wheaton. Yep. Yeah. Will well, Wheaton. Well, we watched yes. something else with him. Just. Quill Wheaton. Yeah, he's everywhere. Cool whip. <laughs> Cool whip. Say cool. No, but I... Cool. In other words... Now say uh, whip. Whip. In other words, I really love Satanic Panic. I, I didn't know what I was getting into. Because a lot of times when you get screeners, they're kind of... Um, I mean, I love indie horror, but you just never know. Oh, yeah. You you and, run the gamut, man. And so I was so impressed when I got this one because I think I just can't... Like, I took a big break from writing reviews because... You know, once you write, like, one good indie horror review, all the indie filmmakers come at you. Right. And they want you to review uh, their films. And a lot of times they're less than than stellar. (laughs) And, you know, I don't want to dishearten anybody. No. And I get sick of watching shitty films. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, like, you know, and... You don't want to lie either. Like, that's not good for anybody. No. So so I took a step back for a long time. You have to. Because, you know, Pop Horror writes a lot of indie horror stuff. And I just couldn't do it. I mean, I, I mean, I want to be friends with you guys, whatever. Like, and I, I hope your next films are better. But I don't want to write a review on this shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, 
you know, uh, a lot of the reviews that come out on sites about a lot of these films that come out are just, you know, it's blasphemy and it's just kissing ass. And, and that's it. And, that's and, it. And that's not what I'm about. And I don't want to hurt your feelings if I give you a bad review. It's just, it, yeah. that I like writing about what I love. I'll, I, I, and yeah. I don't want to write about something that I feel is negative. And, you know, I, if I can give you constructive criticism, whatever, but if you want my honest advice, but I'm not going to give you a, a fake review on a popular website just because you want to promote your film. Nice. Like, that's just not who I am as a writer, so I'm sorry. Um, I, I, I literally had to take a step back because that's what it was becoming, and I've never wrote a review that I felt wasn't. And so I was so happy when I got the mm. screener, and I was just like, please be good, please be good. Right. You know, and I, I loved it. I've been on the other side of it. I've sold my soul. I, I I was one of those guys that on the skeleton crew we gave a movie a ten out of ten. You guys, have you seen this movie? <laughs> and you probably have. Oh, so you're bullshit. Oh my god, it was it was the biggest bullshit statement ever, and it was just to get on the back of the movie. And yeah. again, that's not good for anybody. No. That's not yeah. that. That's completely. That makes you lose credibility, and I mean that's the most. That's right. all you have. That's it. You know, the rule that I've come up with, uh, because the horror case email is full of people, you know, will you mention this on the show? Will you look at this uh, uh, movie? Here's here's the code to the Vimeo. You know, I mean, unless I am seeking it out, I I don't do that because it's just because that's what it becomes. It's becoming there's also a thing where. I'm friends with several directors on Facebook and this just happened today, guys. I watched a movie that a director who I'm friends with on Facebook, he's been promoting the crap out of it. It just got released uh, today and I'm not going to even say what it is. And I was, I was (laughs) really disappointed in it. Right. You know, and I wrote, I wrote that on, on Facebook, even though I knew he, I'm friends with him, you know? And I said like, there was, there's a couple good points. I make sure that I say yeah. the good points, but this needed work and this is blah, blah, blah. And I know the director has some talent, so hopefully, you know, he'll grow from this, but I, I can't BS people, you know? Right. Um, and and I, that's, you, man. yeah, that's why I think like, um, when you look at, uh, shows like say shockwaves or boo crew or whatever. Right. And, and that's all they do is, um, interview people. And I'm like, you know, they can't like all these movies. Right. You know, but because they work for Blumhouse or they work for Fangoria or they, you know, whatever, that they got to interview these people. How are you just going to BS somebody for an hour? You know, oh, how was uh, how was it working on the Bye Bye Man? It was a it was a great movie. You know, I mean, (laughs) I just I just can't do that. So I'm glad you're you're like that, too. You'd rather just step away from it than than, uh, you know, write crap. I think it's one of those situations, too, where, you know, somebody went out and they made a they made a movie, right? Like, that that is more than I've ever done with my life. Like, that is so admirable on so many levels. Here's the problem, though. Like you said, you can't you can't just like, you know, uh, 
you have integrity and you don't want to bend for that. You don't want to say, hey, because I'm friends with this person. But also, dude, as you said that, I kind of cringe because like, I'm like, that's got to that kind of puts you in a shitty situation. If if that person can't see your points, which I hate to say it, but on the other side of it, a lot of these creators they can't take con- constructive criticism. So, again, like Lacey said, you know, you step back from some of these things, but you want to immerse yourself in the world. You want to be there for independent artists. You want to encourage people because you know what? A lot of these people, their next movie, probably, like a lot it's of them, be a lot better. it's going to be fire. Some of them, yeah. some of them break out and it's like, oh, wow, you know? So, yeah. like you said, you give your good points, but... Man, it's tough. And I and I have sympathy for people on both sides, for the creators that definitely put their heart and soul to everything and put it out there for the public to judge. And then the people on the other side of it, the pundits, so to speak, to where it's like, man, like, I really like this guy. Like, like for instance, okay, not everybody uh, loves Kevin Smith movies. I got attracted to Kevin Smith by it was like him as a person, his – the way he spoke to people, he seemed like one of the nicest guys. And he like, knows he's made shit films. Exactly. Right. Exactly. He's so so even then, though, I just love that guy. Same with an Eli Roth, where he wears his heart on his sleeve and he just lives and breathes it. So he's made movies, and I never thought I would ever say this, but he's made movies where I'm just like, eh, whatever. But at one point, I loved <laughs> his stuff. Yeah, that's one of them. So, so many that I just, you know, I dig and and that means so much to me and I appreciate what they do that I'll support them through anything because more than the art itself, I support people. Uh, You know, like I I am. That's the hard thing that you come by when you're doing these because uh, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So I've passed along, like I've watched a film that I was supposed to do a review for that they specifically asked me to do. Right. And I watched the film. I'm like, I cannot say a single good thing that I like about this film. <laughs> Sorry. So I'm going to pass it along. Yep. So you can never say that I am a fluffer writer. Right. Yeah. Now, you got to have, if you're going to be a critic, you know, paid or not, uh, you got to have some integrity. And, yep. And hopefully, you know, what you have to say, if you say it in a, in a, you know, a decent manner in a constructive way. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't post stuff like, man, this movie sucks. Right. This movie What's blows chunks. How can you? Know, I don't, I don't say stuff like that. I try to be constructive and I try to say, you know, um, but uh, yeah, you just can't, uh, you can't be saying stuff just because saying stuff positive because you know the person or their friends on Facebook. They've got to learn to have thick skin uh, in in that business. Um, well. And, and also, man, we live in a world where everyone wants to pat themselves on the back. Everybody wants to call themselves an executive. A filmmaker, yeah, right. yeah. Like, yo, dude, just because you threw a Patreon $20, like, okay, fine. Like, call yourself an executive producer. But, like, really, at the end of the day, what did you really do? What, Like, what hardships did you come across to make this movie made? That's my whole thing with it, too, where, you know, we talked about the podcasting aspect. But it's through every aspect of everything where you just get – it gets flooded. And it gets flooded, unfortunately, with a lot of crap. 
But I feel like that's our duty, uh, of yeah. all of our duties, to watch all these movies and weed through all the shitty ones. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually what I like. I, yeah. I like watching everything, and I like weeding through because, man, many times in a year, I'll come across the hidden gem. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, I'll be able to share that with people. I mean, like, hey, you're not going to hear about this anywhere else, but this movie, it deserves eyes on it. So watch it. And yeah. uh, that, that's that been, you know, the case over the past five, six years. And I, that's what I like to do, you know. Right. So I won't, won't apologize for it. I watch everything. I wade through a sea of crap. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. It's Dan, you're up, by the way. Oh. Yeah. You're up. Uh, no, I only movie. did one movie. Thank oh, you did one movie? Okay. Oh, you only got through Satanic Panic. I'm so sorry. Oh, Satanic it's Panic. It's a good movie. Well, I'll say one more thing about Satanic Panic. You can. My fear is that people will like read a synopsis of it, see who's in it, see how kind of like cheesy it looks, and they'll pass it up. But you're passing up a real gem with a lot of heart. So definitely. Yeah, check. and I would not I even agree. call. I wouldn't call it a B movie. No. I mean, no, no, but when you it's, come out, when it's you too see, well when made. I see the, those uh, like Rebecca Romaine and Jerry O'Connell, I kind of have a, an idea in my head of what I might be in for, and yeah. this, it's not it at all. Thinking of yeah. Tom, yeah. I mean they're yeah. not they're not they're not A listers. They're not A listers, but I wouldn't call them B movie actors. No, no, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I think this is a this is a A minus movie. I mean, as Sir McNeely, you know. Yeah. Yep. All right, what's your second movie? Okay, so this is a little gem. I think it's a little gem that I found. Um, and this is called uh, The Killing Ground from 2016. Oh, I reviewed that. <laughs> Killing Ground. Yes. Okay, let me just tell you, if you don't like, like, Glass House on the Left or The Hills Have Eyes or... Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. You know, just this has those really brutal killing and horrible torture scenes of children and babies and families. Now, if you can get, I close my eyes, I hid in my shirt, I hid in my blanket a couple times. But the story here is uh, a couple's camping trip turns into like a frightening ordeal when they stumble into the scene of a horrific uh, crime and it stars Ian and Harriet who go camping to, in the Australia Outback um, what is that other uh, there's like another is it Willow Creek is that the name of it Wolf, 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 Creek? Wolf Creek oh, oh man I watched that once and I'll never watch it again this is like this is like that very much like that so these two go camping in the australian outback and on the way there they cross paths with scotty uh german shepherd is his name and um who when they ask him direction says yeah you don't want to go to that campsite you need a four by four to get there you should go to whatever this other place is and um they on his word they decide to go there and unfortunately soon realize that they've been set up by this guy and so they get to this campsite and they can see there's another car there and these um, tents are set up but there's no I mean it's obvious someone's camping there but as time goes by no sign of these people and then pretty soon this uh, guy and his buddy show up and they're like hey we think these people are missing and it 
just goes downhill from there. And it does a lot of like going back and forth between you're kind of following like three storylines at one time where you get to see um, before and after uh, what's happening to everybody. And then you kind of get to you walk through what happened, what has happened to this family. And it's just so brutal and terrible. But it's still a really good movie, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I, um, it unfortunately it has one of those oh come on kind of endings where it's like really no don't 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 end there, you know because it's like it's like an eight or a nine all the way up to that point and then it's just got one of those bad endings unfortunately. Yeah. Is but, it the um, one with like a baby? Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I remember so- this. This was one of the most underrated films of 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was a screener that I got as well. And uh, it has one of these scenes, though, that you that just sticks with you. Like whenever you hear the name or after you watch it, like that the, this the scene is the first thing that sticks out in your head. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes, I do. Ironically, uh, one of the big films from this year has the same actress in it um, uh, with the Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. She plays the sister, right? In Invisible yep. Man. Yeah, yeah. She's in this film as well. And. So both of these films uh, have very iconic scenes with her involved. Oh, oh, wait, she was the, oh, wow. Oh, I didn't put that together. Yeah, okay. and so when you watch The Killing Ground and then you go watch The Invisible Man, you're going to be like, wow, she really knows, like, horror to its core, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, it, just, it's, it has one of those, mo- it, this is just one of those movies that, um, you know, it sticks with you after you watch it. Just for that scene alone. Yeah, I remember it being very uh, grim. Very you know, grim. It's very grim. There's not a lot of. Uh, sometimes there's a. You want to go watch a horror movie and you want to be frightened and you want to be, you know, uh, disgusted or appalled. And then the other times you just want to have a fun time. Mm-hmm. Don't watch this if you're looking to have a fun time. No, watch Satan- watch Satanic Panic if you're looking yeah. to have a fun time. No, watch the Killing Ground. Yeah. Watch the Killing really Ground. Really want to punish and yourself. And then watch Satanic Panic afterwards yes. to yes. cleanse your palate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's very similar to another uh, Australian movie. Uh, remember Hounds of Love? Yes. Mm-hmm. Another very, yeah, yeah, yeah. very gritty yeah. movie. Yeah, Australia makes some pretty gritty horror movies. Yeah. Very good. All right, uh, Dan, give me two. All right. Oh, man, this <laughs> I've been well, – okay, so Lacey Liu is on track to 500. Now, you knew that. So nobody knows I'm even in the race still. Nobody ever acknowledges it. Well, you don't post anything about You're it. You're right, I don't. That's true. That's a good point. Unless you listen to the show. I'm still like what, probably like ten behind you. Uh, no, I think you're at seven behind me now. Oh, that's not bad. Okay, cool. Um, I do my best. I do. And this is by by far the most movies that I've ever watched in a year. So it's so kind- inspiring. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. There's so many. Um, you know, the two that I would really most want to talk about. When we talked about, you know, that comfort food type of deal, I went back to a movie that I haven't seen since basically it came out and I and I rented it at Blockbuster several times, which is the very underrated movie uh, starring Kevin Bacon, Stir of Echoes. Did you just say Stir of Echoes? Comfort food? Yeah. It is. It's a great movie. 
Oh. It's a hard watch, though. Oh, I love that movie so much. That that brings me back to a time where I I was just really getting into like discovering horror movies and discovering what I liked. And I remember seeing this, and I remember like it was yesterday. I ordered Domino's, and I got, <laughs> and, and I did, and I was sitting in front of the TV, and it was just, it was, it, it was just an experience for me, and. You know, like you said, the story isn't <laughs> it's not as bad as the one that Tammy was just talking about, but it's not exactly like a Disney movie either. Um, and I don't know. I just I love this movie so much. Um, looking back on it as well, I love seeing actors in that movie that, you know, have been in many other things. That's always been like a fun thing that, that we like to do with movies. Um especially movies that you grew up with that you didn't realize those actors were in. So now when I look back on it, and I haven't seen Stir, Stir of Echoes, like I said, in in what, 20 or whatever, how, however long it's been since it came out. So I don't know, like I watched it and that nostalgia just hit me. Like I watched it and I was having so much fun and I remember the first time watching it. Like it was, it was something so cool and I was like, wow. And... You know, looking at it now with kind of, you know, a more critical eye, that's a solid ass movie, too, on top of everything. So you take the nostalgia factor out of it. And I would still rate that, you know, uh, 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 4.5, 5 out of 5. It, it was it was tremendously good. So, yeah, Stir of Echoes would be one of my picks. I love that movie. Yeah. Jennifer Morrison is in that. She's the ghost. And that's, that's, that's right from yeah she's from, kind of she's been all over kind of everything man she's uh um, urban legend too she's in she's on house is that yeah. the one from um uh once upon a time yes okay oh this is this was might have been one of her very first movies she was yep. pretty I mean, young yes i did not know i that. didn't know it was her either because she's got darker hair in it and yep. i want that dude that's exactly glasses. yes and that's exactly what i meant though when seeing actors i'm like oh my god she's in this it just it blew my mind and just added to my enjoyment oh and, my god I and i'm that. sorry but kevin bacon is a national treasure yes, yes he is. i agree yes, he is <laughs> Yes, he is. Yep. I would totally agree. So, yeah, for me, that, that was one of them. Um, another one is is actually, you mentioned this earlier, uh, Mark Nato, which is The Boy 2. Brahms. Yep. Brahms, The Boy 2. Um, have you guys seen this movie yet? Or Oh, yeah. I saw yeah. it at the theater. Yeah? Yeah. Um, um, what do you think, man? So, all right. Like, I okay. Going into it, first of all, I've learned something about myself over the years. Um, I do love trailers, but I do realize that now, sometimes, well, a lot of the times, going into movies, uh, you know, knowing less and not knowing much about it, it, it helps. It, it really does add to it, you know. Yeah. And going into this, I wasn't sure whether this was a prequel, whether it was a <laughs> sequel. I really didn't want to know because you know what? I dug the boy when that when that dude came out of the wall. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. I was like, "I did not see that coming at all." So I was like, "Okay, I will give the filmmakers so much credit for not only making a competent movie." And it starred Maggie from The Walking Dead. It had so many great elements to it. 
But then with this one, it's like, okay, now it has Katie Holmes. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that it, if you have Katie Holmes in your movie, I'm assuming that the production is equal to or more than the previous one. I, mm-hmm. I would just assume, because if you well, can- Well, you like Katie Holmes. It, well, but if you can afford Katie Holmes, that just says something about the movie. What do you movie. mean afford Katie Holmes? Afford to have her in your movie. Yeah, so she- High-profile actress, without a doubt, it, it 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 sets a certain it sets the bar, you know, uh, a certain height. So I assume that it's going to be about the same, if not better. Um, when I watched the boy, when we when we were watching it, it it takes a complete different angle than the first one, mm-hmm. and. I guess I think that's probably the main factor that divides most people on it. I've seen people hate it because of that. And I've seen people that 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 really dug it because of that. And I am one of those people. I really dug this movie. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think if you're um, I think if you're partial to the first, you're not going to like the second. As right. Well. But I think if um, you were looking for a certain uh, validation within the first film yep. that you didn't get, yep. I think this is the film for you. Right. Right. And, Can and I ask me, a question? Yeah. Can I ask a question? Can these movies, in your opinion, coexist together? Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Without the, a doubt. Without spoiling, you know, you, the first one, which, by the way, if you haven't seen the first boy, come on, get on it and watch <laughs> on, it. Uh, it's got a big twist at the end or whatever. A lot of people say this movie can't coexist because it negates what happened in the first movie. And, I don't necessarily think it does. No, no it doesn't. No, I think it. I think, I think it adds to it. Better. Yeah, right. it adds to it. But um, yeah, so I think uh, I'm right with you, man, Dan. I, I enjoyed this movie. I, I don't think it's going to be in my top ten right. uh, of the year, but right. I thoroughly enjoyed my time in the theater. Yeah. It was a it was a fun popcorn flick. Yeah, uh, I, I like the old haunted doll. Uh, motif. I just, I just like it for something. It for some reason it just uh, gels with me. And uh, everybody in the cast was good. The little boy was creepy. Christopher Cumbay. You interviewed yeah. that little kid I as did. Well. He That's is funny. the youngest person I've ever interviewed. He's the smartest little kid too. He really is. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he, he did a great job. Yeah. Uh, you know, p- playing the part. Uh, the husband was good. I don't know what his name is, but I mean, right. Katie Holmes. I, I love Katie Holmes, man. Ever since Joey Dawson's Palmer. Creek, I'm sorry, yep. Joey. Come on, uh, we're big Dawson's Creek fans. That's that's part of how we got together. Honestly, if if nobody knew, like well, we we used to just send each other uh, gifs. Um, um, Dawson's Creek. Yes. You want to <laughs> know another? Here's another piece of trivia. One of my buddies from high school was in Dawson's Creek. What? Oh, yeah. When? Where? Um, do you remember there was an episode? Yes. He, he wasn't a regular. Uh, <laughs> it was an episode where he was like a guy. Um, playing he, a guy, he, playing another guy. No, he either he either mugged or jumped uh, Katie Holmes or something. I forget. Oh, no. Coming from the ATM, the Christmas episode. No, yeah. it wasn't a Christmas episode. No, it was during the winter, though, and when she moved yeah. up to college in the city. Yes. It was the, it was the Halloween That was me. Right? You know that guy? Yeah, we went to high school together. His name's Sam Ball. Yeah. Season six. Good looking dude. Uh, that's yeah, crazy. he's good looking dude. He he also played the uh, hockey player boyfriend in Jennifer uh, Garner's movie. Um, uh, what's the one where she turns 
13 to going on 30. Going on 30. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, been, no. he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in a movie with Robert Redford. The Halloween episode of where it was like four stories and she's telling a story that's, I think and, that's the, it. and they're in the library. Yep. And yep. Yeah, that's yeah. That's it. Uh, we covered that on uh, Cut to the Chase Halloween episode. <laughs> you went to high school. That's so crazy. That's, that's awesome. what That's one of my favorite episodes of the later seasons of Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow, same ball, buddy. Look him up on IMDb. And uh, and again, growing is up, his name Brad in the in the episode. I think his name is Brad. I don't know, but <laughs> but yeah, growing up uh, as a kid, loving movies on Cape Cod. I think it's only natural that I like Dawson's Creek because that's Cause exactly what that show's about. Yeah, but so. I didn't know that. Like, right, when right. We you met, like I didn't realize the extent of like the Cape. Like I didn't really and, put and that it, together right. when we got together. <laughs> yes. Um. Like I just loved that show. Like I remember I had play practice, and the series finale was airing, and it was like the day before um, a final production or to where we're going live the next day. And I was like, I gotta go. My so, Nana, you shouldn't have put the spotlight on Katie Holmes, bro. Yeah, no, no, I literally left. I, I left. I was like, I gotta go. And I, I left the day before. Yes. I was like, sorry, I have to watch the series finale of my favorite show. Of course. But yeah. <laughs> you can't go wrong with Katie Holmes. Come on. No, I agree. Disturbing behavior? Yep. Yeah, underrated. Gift. She gave us all a gift. Oh, oh she another did. Movie. She yep. certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Her. And that uh, also stars one of my other favorite actors, uh, uh, Giovanni Ravisi. Like yes! yes. He was in The Bad Batch as well. He was in The Bad Batch. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. He's great. He's great. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go now. Um I got two movies I'm going to talk about. I'm going to be brief. Uh, one of them, it was a screener that is not available yet. I'm sorry. I don't usually do that, but this movie was so, so good. And it's called The Closet. Uh, it is a South Korean horror movie Ooh. that uh, you Ooh. need to keep your eyes. South Korea knows how to make a dang old horror movie. Yeah. That's all I got to say. They, they make yeah. some good stuff. Um, basically, uh, a husband... And a wife and a little girl are in a car accident. The mother dies, and the little girl kind of goes mute. She starts stops talking and kind of withdrawn. So the the father moves her out to this um, place in the country, uh, this old house that they rent. They're trying to you know clear their head and and recover from this. And this girl goes missing because something came out of her closet and took her. Wow! Uh, and it ends up. <laughs> Yeah, and it ends up being like a, almost like a ghosty exorcism type of movie where he has to end up, uh, and it almost reminded me of Poltergeist in, in that he has to go in the closet to retrieve her. And, and uh, wow. you know, it, it, it's, this is something that I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put myself out there. Okay. I cried in this movie. What? Yes. You for putting yourself out there, Mark Nato. I cried yeah. uh, during the Katie Holmes I, part during the gift. Stop it. <laughs> I cried because the, the characters I enjoyed, and and I and I believed the connection between the father and the daughter, and and there was there was something in there 
this uh, part in there, man, I was I was weeping. You know, I wasn't like blubbering, but yeah, I mean, so when a movie, especially a horror movie, can do that to me, uh, it's a good movie. So uh, keep that on your radar. It's called the closet. I have um, a real affinity for Asian horror. Uh, South Korean, um, Japanese, even some Chinese movies, uh, uh, um, Thai movies are getting, they're stepping up. Filipino movies are stepping up. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff that's coming out. And what, what kills me is that a lot of times we don't get them for two years, uh, or even three years. Uh, one of my, one of my top 10 movies of this year, uh, was one of the top movies of some people's last year because they got to see it last year, and that's uh, a record of sweet murder, which okay. is which is a, a great movie. But there was no way to see that last year. Uh, I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, there, there was hardly any. The only way to see it is if you uh, paid like forty bucks and got the the, the region free blue Blu Ray or something. Oh uh, yeah, right on it. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this year. It, it, it just all of a sudden, it's on, it's on Tubi. Oh, so what? if really? you have not seen it, look it up. A Record of Sweet Murder. It's a South Korean serial killer movie with a supernatural twist, and it's found footage. But, uh, yeah, check it out. It's on Tubi for free. But, yeah, I, I just love Asian horror movies. I think they, there's just something about them. Um, so The Closet. And then here's another one that I think uh, Tammy might like. I was just surfing on iTunes like I do, and this is in the thriller category. Uh, this is a found footage movie about alien abductions. It's called Case 347. Uh, I tried to add this to my letterboxed as being watched. It's not even in letterboxed. <laughs> so I'm like, what, what the heck is going on? Does this movie not exist? Um, but it's a, it's a good, uh, yeah, it's a good little found footage movie, uh, about a a girl whose dad is like a, you know, tinfoil hat wearing, uh, you know, believes in UFOs and alien abductions and he dies. So she goes to, to his house to clean things up. And then she brings her boyfriend, another friend along to make this documentary about all this stuff. And, uh, Stuff happens. That's all I got to say. There's there's some pretty cool stuff that happens. Uh, I enjoy it. If you like found footage, you'll probably enjoy it. And if you like uh, alien abduction type stuff, if that creeps you out, like I don't like just normal alien stuff, but the the gray men, you mm. know those those skinny gray men, that freaks me out. Yeah, yeah, and they're in this. Um, so you might you might like that a lot. So case three four seven, and the only place I know where it's available is on iTunes. So there you go. Lacey, you got two for us. Uh, yeah. Um, before I get into my two, uh, I Tammy mentioned. Uh, I think you guys probably already talked about this on the show, but we just recently watched it. Um, this isn't one of my two, but um, since you guys already brought it up, which was Snatchers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We just recently watched that and we really, really dug it. We thought it was super funny. Um, you know, it was actually a um, TV show or it was a short and then a TV show and then they made a movie. And I just thought that was one of the coolest things that I had heard. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was good, bloody fun. I enjoyed yeah, that a so lot. Good, yeah. And, it, and it, it really gave me a, a late 80s, early 90s feel with that creature like yeah, attaching it's, itself it's, to the back 
of their neck. Yeah, that was that was, <laughs> and that's underseen. It's been yeah. underseen. People are not you know talking about it that much. Yeah, and I think you guys might have already talked about it on your show, so that's why I just wanted to bring light yep. to it again. Yep. But um, I, I we really dug it. So um, my first film, I guess, um, it's a Shutter um, original. Uh, which uh, a lot of films have been called this name, title, which is The Room. Oh. Mm-hmm. Have you guys yes. seen it yet? Oh, yeah. Not yet. I love it. I loved it. You loved it? I did. You, did, you didn't like it? The Room, but you can't <laughs> dig it out of the house. Like, wait, what? <laughs> it's a very, uh, it's a very like Twilight Zone-y type thing uh, to me, more than just straight-up horror. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I really we 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 were really digging the concept. So um, before Dan and I have to go to work in the morning, we uh, will watch a movie. And this was an early morning watch. And we were super excited about um, this film uh, just based on the premise alone. And, you know, Shutter Originals uh, typically have, um, you know, a really good premise. Um I remember when We Go On came out, and uh, that's where I discovered We Go On, and that's one of my favorite independent films ever. Yeah. So um, I was really excited to watch this one, and, um, you know, it, it started out really good, and then it just got really predictable for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it, it talks... I, I don't want to, like, spoil it for anybody, so it's really hard for me to say what I like or dislike about it. Um, I, I really wasn't a fan of the lead actress at all. Like, I just wanted to punch her in the freaking face. I really, she was just so stupid. Do you do you agree with that or no? Uh, yeah, she was pretty stupid. But but then again, I'll just say this without spoiler. But I'm not a mom, you know. Right. And, and it, she was kind of in that motherly. Yeah. You know, sometimes I think mothers do things that they probably shouldn't do in, in, in trying to, you know, protect their kids or so, I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying though. She was kind of annoying. Uh, Olga something. She yeah, was, I, she was a James Bond girl. Yeah. I just wasn't a fan of her. And I, I mean, I really dug the premise of the film and I feel like it just kind of flatlined. Um, as I understand that you liked it, but, um, you know, I, I don't know what it was of, so I, I think maybe the predictability of it is where it lost me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, uh, don't think, I think it went exactly where you thought it was going, you know, yeah, it, no, nothing, just, nothing was really a, a shocker. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. The, the, the boy annoyed me. I don't know. Um, like I'd be like, shit, just take it back. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's, I'm not a mother either. So, um, and I, I, I mean, I'm a fur mom, I guess, as, as you would call it. But, yeah, fur babies. Um, yes. Uh, and I, like, I will do anything for my dog. So I guess if I w- ever was a mother, I guess I can see the standpoint of that because I would do anything for my dog. So I know if I was to ever have a child, I guess I know where that comes from, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yep. But uh, for this film specifically, I really did dig the premise. Um, it had a really great start, and um, and and I love the the whole twist of you know like oh we have everything that we need, and then you don't necessarily have it if that makes sense without spoiling anything. 
Yep. Yep. No, I, I, I can understand you not liking it. Yeah. It was, it was something that impressed me. I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the story, but, um, and it was well, it was well made. Yeah, it really was. Right. And you know, um, I just wish it had been a little bit less predictable, I guess. But I mean, I dug it up until maybe uh, three fourths in is where it lost me. Yep. So That's I mean, fair. I dug it for the most part, and then I was just like, God, I really hope they do something special. <clears throat> and like I said, I'm a big fan of story, and if you have a story. Um, I love a big ending, and if you can get me with unpredictability, then you have me sold. Like, well, I'm just surprised they made another movie called The Room. Do you yeah, think they should call it something else? Well, like, maybe no, after well, that really bad movie. Well, you get the bad one, and then you get the really good one with Brie Larson. So then yeah. we're just gonna throw another room into but the a, mix. But apparently, The Room with uh, Tommy Wiseau. Is yeah, yeah. apparently like a cult classic now. Well, that's what I'm. Oh, without a doubt, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, mm. hi, Mark. Wow, he's yeah. That's the point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my first uh, pick of that we just watched. I yeah. guess. Yeah. And then uh, the second that we had uh, talked about briefly earlier was Getaway or Getaway Girls. Ah, yes. Uh, which is not out just yet. I think it comes out this week, maybe. Okay. Or it just released. Um, like yeah. Yeah, with uh, the voice of Kate Arnold is the director, uh, <laughs> Lane Torin, Tolan. Uh, that sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. And um, I'll tell you this. Hey, Arnold does not look what you think he looks like. <laughs> He looks like an Abercrombie like, model. In a biker at that. Yeah, him like and an his wife. Biker. They're like the they're like the hottest couple ever on this earth. Um, besides us. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Uh I thought I when I got the screener for this, I, I you know, when I get screeners, since I had such a bad time as I spoke before, uh I just never think they're going to be any good. So, like, I'm very pleasantly surprised when they surprise me. And this one actually surprised me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nothing groundbreaking. It's nothing um, above the bar. No. But um, it's got Scout Taylor Compton. And uh, we actually met her um, this past <laughs> November. Would we, you like to tell the story, Dan? We get into the elevator and Lacey was giving me a nod. Now... Usually when she gives me a nod like this, when somebody else is in the proximity, it's like, look at that guy, like something's wrong with him. So I just kind of shake it off and I look at her and I shake it off. I shake it off. I'm like shilling. I just keep shaking it off. But finally, she just looks at me and she's like, just look. And yeah, she's standing there in the elevator with us. Dan's never been to a convention, mind you. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, I don't know how to act. So I was like, hey! I was like, what's <laughs> up? I was so excited. I was like, what's up? And she was cool as hell. I was like, yeah, no, we're big fans. And we had our press passes on and stuff like that. So, like, she knew that, you know, like, I, we were all going downstairs to the convention. We're and getting ready to leave. Yeah, we are talking about different stuff. But she was probably one of the nicest people I've ever met. And she was just talking about... You know, your birthday, her friend's birthday, yeah, like was, what she was doing. It was so, so when we cool. we got out of the elevator, she was literally talking to us so hardcore that she was rolling her uh, <laughs> you know, her, her suitcase back. Like, she was walking backwards with her suitcase just right, to talk right. to us. Talking to her the whole way. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, no, I she mean, was she was cool. that engaged, and that was cool. And, and yeah. I've heard 
and I know everybody's obviously different and stuff like that. And you hear like some horror stories from from people going like to Cusack. conventions, like Cusack, and other people meeting at conventions. And we went there, and man, like everybody was dope. Between Scout and then we were talking to Daniel Harris later. There were a couple other people. Like you did karaoke with Felissa Rose. Like it's just like it just it was so ridiculous. Like how cool everybody was that. I understand, like, why the horror community is as strong as it is. Well, we're a family. It, but not only that, it's made of a bunch of cool fucking people, you know? Yeah. And and that that's what I've always noticed about that. So, yeah, no, she was cool as hell. I thought she did a great job in this movie, too. Yeah, no, this movie was actually quite the surprise. There was actually a little twist to it, too, yeah, which worked did, out very well. Like, we were sitting there talking to each other, and it's really rare when we're trying to, like, compare notes or right. how we feel about things that are going on in a film. Right. And we're like, oh, is this where this direction is going? Yep. Or is it going to be just another plain Jane predictable? And this one wasn't. And so I highly recommend watching it because I think it'll be a pleasant surprise. I don't think it's going to be, like, mind-blowing great to a lot of people, but I do think people are going to enjoy it. Yeah, it's on my list. It's on my list. Uh, I'm, I think it comes out next week. I think so. Okay. Uh, well, I look forward to hearing what you say about it. April 14th comes out on VOD. So oh, you, you can rest assured I'll watch it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I will say this. And I want to start a big thing here. I don't, I don't, because I'm not sure where you guys stand on this. I'm not a big fan of uh, Rob Zombie's Halloweens. Uh, I'm I, not a big fan. I, okay, I'm a big fan of. Okay, so like I said, if you're gonna do a remake, do it differently, right? Yeah. So uh, I loved the opener of his original Halloween, uh, where it gets into the Lori Strode years. I freaking hate it. <laughs> and then I really hated H two. So yeah. I loved one fourth of his film, and then yeah. I hated the rest of what he did. Does that but, make sense? Yeah, but I, but I was just bringing it up to tell you that I think she was the best part of both of those movies. I think she is actually a, a pretty underrated actress, and I'm not sure why she hasn't like broken out more mm-hmm. um, because I think she um, uh, there was a TV show called Nashville. Yes. That I used to watch, and she was on there for a season. I watched Um, Nashville. Which one? uh, She she was on there for a season. Which Um, season? Yeah, I think it was season two. She was this uh, girl that, um, who was the uh, Gunner and Scarlet? Yeah. She was the girl that Gunner, like, liked. Like, they stopped dating, and he started dating her. She kind of chopped her hair off and had like short, like a short bob hair. Yeah, it was it was her. Go back and look. I literally watched uh, the first four seasons last year, but I don't remember her, or I just didn't recognize her. Maybe because I yeah. feel like she's one of those actresses that like she does something different with her hair. Yep. Yep. And I, I definitely was like, dang, on, that's Cal Taylor Compton. And it, I looked I, it up and it was. No, I literally so. watched that last year. I did not recognize her. <laughs> well, now that's you need to go back and watch it again. <laughs> I, I'm on season five. That's when it went from um, ABC to CMT. Yeah, that's where it kind mm-hmm. of well, no, like, loses you, right? Yeah. <clears throat> like, I'm at the part where like Hayden Panettiere is like in gospel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I stopped watching. Like, I, 
I'm not a big religious person. No, I, like, I, I literally listen, lost. I, I, I think Scout's great. I think that her role in Halloween, it's not only very well, <clears throat> very well acted, but, you know, it updated, like, she's got, she had a lot on her shoulders. It was like, become Laurie Strode, but in half the time, go. Yeah. And, yeah. and we had to keep for this girl. So I think she did a great job in one. Now, two, I mean, I get it. Two is one of the most divisive, uh, you know, Halloween movies there is. I personally, I really dig that movie for how out there it really is. Mm-hmm. And for what they were going for and what she did with it, man, I think she crushed it. And I'll agree with you, man. I think that... Yeah, she's probably, like, one of the most underrated actresses out there, which, again, you know, when we met her and stuff like that, like, it was like we're all talking right now, just cool as hell, just fun, just excited to be alive, you know what I mean? And Yeah. No, it's it, fun it, when you meet somebody like that and they're, right? they're down and they're down to earth, you know? So cool, man. Like, talking to us the whole time, it just, I don't know. And then, yeah, so we good. had that conversation and then Lacey Lou had to moderate some panels right after that. So it was like, it was like, so like, you know, it pumped us up for that. Well, I know it pumped you up yeah. for that. Yeah. Because we partied for Lacey Lou's birthday the night before. Yeah, so. <laughs> so the bad part about me covering this convention was that it was, it always falls on my birthday weekend. Yeah, so we like, like to rock out. You so know? I, I need to learn how to not do that so hey, I'm not hungover doing all this shit. That was fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are my two movies. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Well, let's go one more time around. And Taminator, just anything else you want to talk about, throw it out there. All right. Um, I'm going to throw one out that you you and I have already determined that we don't agree on right before the show started. And Uh I I think, I mean, I looked, and it's only got a 3.3 on IMDb, so I think people might be going to agree with you. And this is Between the Trees. Anybody else see that? (laughs) I I feel like, okay, after doing this podcast, I feel like I really need to up my movie watching. Yeah, you guys watch some deep cuts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like I, I feel like a slacker. Like right? I'm like I watched The Watcher no. with Keanu Reeves from. We're <laughs> like Satanic Panic. We know that one. Yeah, we were so excited. About that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's it's honestly just a sickness that we. Have. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. Just, that better be the opening song of this stop, podcast. Stop. No, oh wow! Yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So my advice to anybody that's gonna watch this is. I think you need. I think you need to realize this movie is not taking itself seriously at all, and then you'll be fine with it. Uh, brief synopsis is Steve, who is suffering from a collapsing marriage, which <laughs> I seem to keep going to that subject, uh, leaves on a hunting weekend with his three best friends uh, to a cabin in the woods. And the first night they're there, they discover the real trouble is in the trees, and they go from being hunters to the hunted. Now. It looks like the movie had about a hundred dollar budget, and the acting is very questionable. <laughs> and I think Mark, you said before, like you don't like if the movie doesn't look good, you're out. And okay, this could suffer from that a little, but I don't know. I still really could. Like could <laughs> you just said that the movie had a hundred dollar budget? Yeah. But, okay, and, and then you said could budget. suffer. Titanic oh, might have had a two hundred dollar budget. It's a big turd. 
No, it is not. It is very good. It is very good. I loved it. And it's funny. And there is this guy, Mike, I think his name is Michael Draper, and he plays Josh. And come on, Mark, you had to like him. No, I didn't. No, I, I didn't like anything about this movie. It was, it was some, it was some straight up hot garbage. No, it, he is. Where are you guys, um, like, are you, what is your ratio of whether Mark Nato likes something or whether Tammy likes something? Like, do you guys typically agree or? I'd say three quarters of the time we do. Like, when we agree, yeah. we really agree. But then when we disagree, we really disagree. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds familiar. What do you mean? Yeah, Halloween too. Fuck I think, you. I think it's I like, um, it's like what I was saying. If she can look at something that's like really low budget and right. get involved in the story and, and then forget that this looks like somebody in the eighth grade uh, filmed it with right. the VHS right. handy cam. Right. Little you, Jimmy. I can't. I can't do that. Well, it just looks like some trash. It's not it looks like trash. It sounded like trash. No, 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 no. The, the, no. the no, acting is horrific. Yeah, no thanks. No. <laughs> well, no, like I, I agree though, but he, here's my thing. I think that it literally is a balance. Like, if you have a semi decent script and it's shot competently, you have a horse in the race. Like, we're just mm-hmm. watching the Hulu, uh, the Hulu. Uh, what is it? Lips. Yeah, right. Like, okay, listen, that script is whatever. It, it literally no. That's how I would classify it. Is whatever. Like, uh, have you guys watched the uh, Into the Dark series at all? Yes, I'm a very, I'm a very huge advocate of those. I like them a lot. But, What's uh, your favorite one? Yeah. Um. The. Uh, I can't think of the like name the... right now. The the Mexican girl coming over from Mexico. Oh, you're talking oh, about. Oh uh, yeah yeah. Oh. Gigi Guerrero's culture yeah. shock. Thank you, culture yes. shock. Culture Shock was good with uh, the dude from Iceman. What's his name? Uh, uh, Aaron Ashmore. No. no. Sean Ashmore. Sean Ashmore. His it brother. His brother is Aaron, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, our personal favorite of the End of the Dark, I, I, we're big fans of Whodunit, so... People don't like this they one, They don't, but we loved it. Uh, we loved uh, School Spirit. Is School that, Spirit, yeah, is that what it was? I think that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, yep. Yes. That's our favorite one. Yeah, I like that one. Like, people don't like it, but we love whodunits. And it had, not to mention, it had Casey and JoJo all my life in it. So, sold. There you go. I'll tell you real. Find another lover. Sweeter than you. Sweeter than you. Sweeter than you. Oh, girl, yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Now, (laughs) you know what? My favorite one of uh, Into the Dark was uh, I'm Just Effing With You. Oh, did you yeah. see that one? Yeah, I, I hate You didn't I like didn't. that one? Oh, I like that one. I'm just laughing with you. The one at the hotel. Oh, just fucking with you? Yeah, I heard Fred Durst did the, uh, the thing for that. No, listen, I, I get why people like that movie. I just, I don't know. I just didn't dig which it. Which was the April Fool's, which were in April. Which and, was last year's and April Puka Fool's. And Lives. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Uh, a lot of people are saying they didn't uh, get what the theme was for this holiday for the Puka movie but um, they I, it I, I believe that no. it was a prank online listen if like if, they like okay i'm sorry but that's kind of stupid like you're just taking like a little tidbit 
and you have a whole holiday that you can use these elements with. Well, okay. Use it. That's your sell point. Right. But like, well, take advantage of what they're giving you, and you're just gonna take a snippet and use it. That pisses me off. And we had said that about the St. Patrick's one that they did. That it felt very St. Patrick's like, right? The um, with these, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or uh, the Thanksgiving one with uh, Chris Smith. Oh God. Uh, Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Wow. Yeah. Um, like, Marcus Dunson did but, that, right? But when you actually use the holiday as yeah, a platform, yeah, yeah. Okay, so right, we, right. Like, we like them better. Check this out. So here's my view on these type of movies. So are they the greatest? No. Are they decent enough? Absolutely. And some yeah. are, are, you know, above par, and they're really good. Like, I enjoy certain ones. Here's what I respect about them more than anything, which I think speaks more than anything is the fact that they are all about the holidays, which we don't get a lot of. Yeah, we get our Halloweens, obviously, and we get a lot of horror movies uh, surrounding Halloween, but... The occasional April Fool's. You get get the occasional ones, right. But there's nothing really out there to implement certain holidays. Except this now. And I think it's brilliant how they do it, because like I said, while we don't have... The best, like, th- this movie was amazing. We're like, you know what? That was fun because we're the type of people that like to make, you know, special events of the holidays. Why not? It's, you know, well, like, we are it, doing the leprechauns. it's like, yeah, we're doing the leprechauns. <laughs> what does that tell you? And we're in April still doing them. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, the cool thing fun. about it is, is they're, they're consistent. They're yeah. bringing them out every okay. month. You yeah. know, that you can count on one every month. And, and every single one of them, I think, is, above average yeah right. some, some of them right. a lot more above yeah. average yeah so I, i'm all about it they're they're well shot they're well acted they're you know they're high quality whether right. the script really holds up on all of them no right. but you can right. watch a lot worse a lot yeah. worse yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so i'm yeah. with so i've gotten so many shit screeners that uh, Something fell like in that. comparison. Like, I wish that I would get into the dark movie. Well, well but you, yeah. you said the consistency, though. I got a question for you. With everything going on, and I mean, this is assuming a lot because we don't know, you know, how long everything's going to be on lockdown, how many people will be out of the job right. for so long. But will this will this mess with that? Because they've been they, – they've hit every holiday – does, is this the thing that that messes them up and and throws everything off? So. No, I think no. I think they have the next three or four already yeah. done. Oh, right. that's good. Um, that's awesome. Next yeah. week so, is next month is called delivered. Uh, I'm not sure about the next one after that, and then uh, June is called the current yeah. occupant. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, if right. if it keeps going, like keeps going day. too long, it might it might. Uh, Put them so out there. What's the worst one that you've seen? Oh, Your no, no question. Midnight Kiss. Yes, I agree. Oh, we didn't see that. No, uh, uh, yeah. I think the worst one that we've seen uh, was Uncanny Annie. Yeah, oh my god! Yeah, that was bad too. Yeah, we just, wow. Uh, it, like the premise of it was great, but execution terrible even after that though even as bad as that was i'm just like whatever like here's the thing i love when people commit to ideas that are kind of outside of the box so 
doing a series that it's attributed to. But that was a Halloween one. I, I know that was such a ball drop. Like, I know. Yeah, like I agree. Terrible. I agree. They should step up their game, and I agree. They need to definitely focus in. You know why? Certain holidays, though, are more important to other people, and I think that they should hone in on those holidays and I agree. make the films better. And, and you know what? I, I think that they can, but I also think that where they've started, where they're at now, they can also is, is a good is a good starting point. It's a good jumping off well, point, Puka, I think. Puka Lives was better than Puka. Puka Lives was not even that good, but it was still better than Puka, yes. I, I really <laughs> dug the premise of Puka Lives. Yep. Yep. I did yep. because it's kind of relevant to now. If the internet says it's okay, like have you guys watched Google Lives yet? No, we have not. Okay. You don't. You don't need it, to. It, it's it's very internet based, and it just watch it and then get back to me. Yeah, I'll I'll say this though. Um, we're watching that movie. It's it's attributed to April Fools or whatever. Apparently, uh, yeah, right. It's but it's, it's not clear, and that's the thing. It's very loosely based on that. So that I dig. I'll say this: we watched this movie, and there were several times where there was some pretty freaky imagery. You were even like, "That looks like." Uh, it looked like the bunny, the bunny from, from Donnie Darko. Right. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Like they. Listen. They have, they have, no, we were These talking about. These movies always put me yeah, in a good mood. But, but we, were ta- we were talking about it. We were like, are they just short on time that they have to get this out for the holiday? And they just lose the ending completely? Is that what it is? I don't know. Or are they just lazy? Yeah, no. I don't know. They, they got to they gotta crank these out 12 a year, right. so I don't know. They, they could, you know. They could probably uh, stand to to work on the scripts a little bit and the endings. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe but, now with everybody in lockdown, that's what we'll get. We'll get some better writing and yeah. and some more time given to these yeah. to these properties. You know. But, sorry, we were on Tammy. I'm that. sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, wouldn't you love? Argument. Wouldn't you love to, so to see these movies keep going for five, ten years? And at the end, us have like, you know, 200 some movies to choose from. I mean, that, uh, I hope it keeps going. I really do. I, I want Same. I want to know what the ratings are, like what their views and downloads are. Um, but I know horror fans are into them, so I'm, I'm hoping yep. they keep going. Tammy, what else you got? Come on, throw it I out just, there. <laughs> I want to say one more thing. Um, when I said before that I think Hulu's one of my favorite streaming platforms right now i would say that those contribute contribute greatly to my feeling right. that way so right yeah. right right like i'm excited every month who's yeah me too yep yeah. Uh, you know and i i love hulu so so much that i know you guys mentioned they also have all the survivors sorry they do which <laughs> 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 we will be watching now who is incredible though um, does it have the greatest movie selection? No, but like I feel like Hulu makes has the me best the ha- TV. Selection. Yeah, it makes me the happiest. Yes. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And the fact that they uh, premiered the Nightingale last year—that was that was some good stuff. Uh, we haven't it, seen that. It, I still have it. Oh, Would you gosh. recommend it? Uh, the, the Nightingale was so good, but it yeah. is so it is so bleak. It is <laughs> so bleak. It. it is not. Uh, I counted it as horror. This is another one of those conversations, but it, it's it, it's it's a really bleak movie, man. It's a, it's like a rape revenge movie, yeah. uh, set in um, uh, Australia again. Wasn't it in Australia, Tammy? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. So don't don't go into that looking for a good time. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Uh, you know, when you feel like crying or like turning away, wow, that's when you're going to watch the Nightingale, and you will be like depressed afterwards. So, so I was shocked that you know I was waiting on this. Uh, it came out a uh, very small release, like maybe four or five theaters nationwide. And it disappeared. And I was like, can I please get a copy of this? Where is this thing? And then just all right. of a sudden, hey, it's out on Hulu. Like, what the heck? <laughs> so, no, th- there's this, um, we have this curse. It's weird. It's it's kind of creepy at this point, actually, where we will be looking for a movie so hard on every streaming service. And we will go to crazy lengths. I'll even go to, you know, the, 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 the old school stores trying to find physical copies and then literally right after, like, I mean the day after they put on all the seasons or that particular movie right on Uh, specifically the day um, after uh, we were, I I introduced him to nip talk. We were at the local uh, place where you can buy, you know, physical media still. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, Oh, nip talks only like three bucks. So we got Nip Tuck season one. I looked three, so hard. One. We got Nip Tuck season one, and I God. started him on that. And because it wasn't sh- it used to be on Netflix, and it wasn't anymore. And I was just like, well, I just don't know. So uh, <laughs> so I was like, all right, so we just got to buy them all. Yep. And then literally, like, Dan bought, like, the last two seasons, and then five days later, they put them on Hulu. No, here's what's first. No, I'll tell you what. Here's the here's the dagger, right? So I go and I went to three different places. Now this one was the furthest one away, and they had season two and season five, right? And I'm like, okay, like kind of random, but like, hey, that's a that's a big chunk of the series. I get home, it's half of season five. Yeah, because oh, they did gosh. split. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm, I was so mad. And I didn't even realize it until you later, picked they... it up and she was like, oh, season five, uh, part, part one. Part yeah, two. Like, no, it was part two. Part two, yeah. So it wasn't we, even part one. We couldn't even start if we wanted to. So, so I was so upset with that. And I'm like, whatever. So then I got really determined. And I'm like, I'm going to find not only the rest of season five, but all the other seasons. Two days later, what, what drops on Hulu? The whole freaking series yeah. of nip tuck like how dare you but i don't think all of the i think it's great to keep physical media because yeah you never know when they're going to take it away you're right at their, you're at their mercy yeah I, 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 I love any any uh, movie or series that i really like i buy it yeah yep. i just, I just yep. gotta do it gotta do it yep. tammy you got anything else um, one more thing about Hulu, they also, they changed their lineup a lot, which I swear to God, Netflix, it's the same thing on there all the time. Yes. And, uh, Hulu also debuted, uh, villains, which no one's talking about, but I brought up, I don't know, earlier this year, which is that Bill Skarsgård make them in Roll movie that is so good. It was good. It was a 2019 movie. Yeah. I don't care. I... I love All right. <laughs> messing with Tammy. What else you got? Come on. Um, I am going to touch on Netflix a little. Um, Two Sentence Horror Stories is very good. 
I don't know if anybody's watched it. It's like an anthology is based on, I guess it's a thing on Reddit to write two sentence horror stories. And so they kind of like flush them out into half hour episodes and all of them are really good. There's one called tutorial, which is excellent. So if you don't watch any other ones, watch that one. It's a 25 minutes out of your life and it's totally worth it. Nice. Um, I watched a movie called Greener Grass, which is probably horror adjacent. I don't know that it's necessarily horror, but I think horror fans are the um, audience for it. And it's like the real housewives of Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> it wow. is so, I don't know how to describe this thing. It's um, weird. You saw it, weird. Just really, really out there. All the grown up um, women have braces. Like, I don't even understand what's going on here. (laughs) But it's still really good and really entertaining. And it's just, uh, I don't know how everybody in society thinks they need to be the same to fit in. And we all have, like, the same ideas of what making it and, you know, making it in life means. And we all, and some of them are ridiculous, like... I don't know, having braces and I don't know, just weird things like things that we think mean that you made it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Hang on a second here. All right. I'm going to read you a little synopsis of it. It's it's short. So in this day glow colored bizarro version of suburbia where adults wear braces on their already straight teeth, everyone drives golf courts and children magically turn into golden retrievers Soccer moms and best friends Jill and Lisa are locked in a passive-aggressive battle of the wills that takes a turn into the sinister when Lisa begins systematically taking over every aspect of Jill's life, starting with her newborn daughter. Meanwhile, a psycho yoga teacher killer is on the loose. Jill's husband has developed a serious taste for pool water. Lisa is pregnant with a soccer ball. That's just the tip of this gloriously weird iceberg that is the feature debut from directors Jocelyn DeBure, blah, blah. It's a hilariously demented Stepford Wives on acid satire destined to be an instant cult classic. Yeah. So, any- Sammy, I have never taken drugs, but listening to that, I feel like I just did. Yeah. Yes. Take a hit of acid and watch this, and you'll be. Uh, <laughs> like, that be sounds good. like a tr- Wow. And, and, and you know what, though? It's really beautiful. The cinematography is amazing, believe it or not. It is a story, guy. Yeah. There really isn't a story. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that answers your question, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm so intrigued and I'm so confused all at the same time. Uh, yeah, it's I, I can't I can't yeah. explain it any better. Watch a trailer for it. I think that's all I can tell. And if all the trailer right, intrigues you, yeah. If the phrase if the phrase the neighbor is pregnant with a soccer ball yes. didn't yeah. throw you off. Well, that just reminded me of Billy Madison. He's gonna be a soccer player. He is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, oh, it, right. it is very good. Tammy, <laughs> very what, good. <laughs> what, what other craziness do you have? All right. Um, I'm going to uh, Shudder has a new series called Cursed Films. I watched the well, there is only one so out so far and it. Um, they look at the exorcist. I was highly disappointed by this. It was not good. Um, I mean, the fact that they call it cursed films, I was under the impression they were going to be talking about the curses associated with the exorcist. They lightly touch on them. And then the rest of the movie was just about modern day exorcisms and how they're all just people, you know, ripping people off for their money. And I I was not impressed. And I was disappointed because I think it's a really cool premise for a show and it just really let me down. And then the last thing I will mention, um, I've watched this like a million times, but I'm going to throw it out there because it's an Alfred Hitchcock movie and it's Dial M for Murder. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was Love just watching movie. it the other day. I'm like, I'm going to put this on my list. I got killed. <laughs> <laughs> I got strangled by a telephone. Dial L for Lou. I got <laughs> I have it on. Well, they had to modify it. And I got killed by a person in a clam costume. And they strangled me <laughs> with a cord. And my choking was terrible i was like, <laughs> but hey but hey baby more important than that uh mark nato so i am actually having a conversation with one of your co-hosts mr watson at this current time uh-huh. and he he wants me to ask you to do a impression of one austin powers <laughs> yeah baby <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that is awesome. I'll make you. Do I make you horny, Dan? Oh, wow. Do I make you Randy? (laughs) Anyway. Wow. Not Mike Merriman, Mike Myers, everybody. That 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 was him. Wow. Uh, Watson is one of my dear friends. I love him so much. He's gonna be on the next episode with us. He is. Yes. Yes. Not not the. Listen, guys, he's not the brightest bulb in the bunch, but we give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, you know? he thinks he's the brightest bulb. <laughs> <laughs> I love, he, I love he comes Austin. on our show, and he's the second smartest. So, uh, yes. Because <laughs> right. Vin, Vin is, Vin is very yet, smart. <laughs> but, all right, what else you got, Tammy? Is that it? No, that's it. All right. Sorry, we keep interrupting you. I felt terrible. Just, oh, it's fine. All right, Dan. Anything else you gotta you gotta shout out for? Um, you know, in terms of movies that I've watched this year, I, I watched a lot. The actually, the last three you movies. You rewatches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. So I'm big on the rewatch and movies that I didn't necessarily love. That everybody else do, especially, um, you know, high caliber horror films of the last few years. I don't know. I just feel the need to go back and not necessarily, you know, try and prove anybody wrong. But I'm like, oh, like maybe I missed something. You know, I want to see what everybody else saw. So the last three movies that I watched were actually uh, A Quiet Place, Hereditary and Us. So... A Quiet Place for me 
Man. <laughs> Hold up. I loved that movie since mm-hmm. the, since the first day I saw it. Now rewatching it, I honestly like I got a little emotional because I thought about the sequel, and you know this is around the time that we're supposed to be seeing it, mm-hmm. and it got me sad because I'm like, man, like everybody said this when this movie came out, but John Krasinski, he really did a great job, and he and he made a damn good horror movie like this was so good there's so many scenes where i feel like they're almost iconic now and that movie is not that old and yeah. these scenes feel iconic like that opener like are you kidding me like it's yeah. and i knew it was coming again and i and i watched it and i'm going through it and i'm like wow i'm like this is like it just you can feel it it's impactful mm-hmm. you know yeah so yeah, a, a quiet place for me. Um, that that didn't change for me. You know, I loved it when I saw it. I I felt like everything that was good about it. I I still feel the same exact way. So there's that. Now, Hereditary. Here's <laughs> this is a whole other story. Now, I really dug Hereditary. I really did. I will be the first to admit, though, that upon rewatch for I think this is probably the fourth time I would say um I didn't even catch on to certain things going on in that movie um especially towards the end and who's possessing whose body and 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 stuff Mm -hmm. like that now with that said though I rated it high back then because I even still think that not understanding those things I still loved it. Well, I think that moment in that movie is just so iconic that... Uh, you, you all, without it, a... It, well, it, it, there are it, several. It will, it will just hold the test of time. But, baby, th- but even even though, like, that, yes, that's the first one you think of. Well, this was the first movie we were supposed to see together. But Right, right. But what about the guy that just burst into flames? Yes, <laughs> flames. Yes. <laughs> so, even there's so... Like, again, I say the same thing. There's a lot of like iconic imagery and holy fuck. Ari like, Aster is amazing. Ari Aster is is amazing. Like he's so and you know, I gave that movie its credit while it came out. But man, watching it again, I'm like, yep, I get it. Like I get it why people are in love with this movie because it is so layered and it's got so much going on. And again, it's got so much iconic imagery. That that I feel like that's what that's what horror is. It's like this th- these iconic moments, and and obviously you add subtext to that, and it adds so much more. So I feel like Hereditary was the epitome of that. Like I watched it again, and I'm like, oh wow. So so spoilers, I guess. People that you know haven't seen Hereditary, go fuck yourself. But I didn't even realize it was the sister possessing the the kid's body at that point. I didn't even mm-hmm. realize towards the end. Hmm. Like it's crazy, but and and it makes so much more sense. And and okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all the clocks and all that. Like everything adds up. But even before that, I thought it was a masterpiece. And and I got the whole you know, um, the whole family aspect and and the whole Paimon thing and. And all that good stuff, but to add this other thing that I missed, I don't know. There, there, there's something about it where I'm humble about that. I know I'm not the smartest viewer ever. I know I'm not. 
And it may take me a few times. It may even take me looking it up on the internet to realize it. At the same time, I feel like um, more times than not, it doesn't take away. It, it just adds to the experience. So, hey, yeah. So, yeah. Dan, seriously, if you want to really understand Hereditary, go listen to Mr. Watson uh, on his show Horror Corridor. Mm-hmm. He did a, a walkthrough on Hereditary Horror, and everything. What is it? Never heard of it. It's, I think I want to leave. Like, yeah. Can I leave Horror Corridor or what, is that? No, you cannot. No, okay. you cannot. You are. You cannot leave this page, Horror Corridor. No, you cannot. But dude, check it. Have you checked it out? Yes. I have. I have. First His episode all, I, on Hereditary. Yes. Just explains it so good. I'm just like, man, this guy. And, and yeah. I think that was after one watch. I was so, like, so check this out. So, so that was a big part of me going back and revisiting this. When I heard that a long time ago, I was like, I didn't catch that at all. What like? And, and it kind yeah. of festered in my head. So when I saw it this time, exactly what you just said, everything that was explained on that show, ex- it was, was exemplified in the movie. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, yep. it's such a good movie. I really think so. Yep. Uh, I, so I, yeah, that was, uh, that was big for me. And the third one, <laughs> see, okay, here, here's the deal. The third one was us. Now, mm-hmm. Listen, I, okay, so I I thought Us was a good movie. I thought it was, it, it felt fresh. It felt like a lot of things. But then the more I watched it, the less I liked it. And it still holds true to this day. I watched it again, and I like it even, I, I, I like it less, even more than the last time. Oh my god! I, I thought I was the only one. No, you're no, not. like, here's, okay. So the thing with that movie is, I know that Jordan Peele was hot at the moment, and you know, coming off of Get Out and all that. Like, and I think that the 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 idea of that movie is great, but also I don't care who you are, you can't just roll up with plot holes like that. And expect us all like it felt like a Twilight Zone episode, ironically, because he went on to host it. But it felt like a week. Well, he went on to produce it. Produce them. Well, he no, he was the host. Kind of. Yeah. Technically, he was but the he Rod was Sterling. Some, he was there sometimes. He was the Rod Sterling. No. But like it was, it was one of those things where. I wanted to. I wanted to see what everybody else was. Yeah, and and it's not that I see yeah. with Hereditary. I missed that last thing out of many things. I missed that one aspect. I don't think that that matters one way or the other. But with this movie, I got it from the jump. I got that movie so much to where when I first saw it, I was actually pretty hyped because I was like, "Wow, that was that was something special. That was something cool. That was something new. That was some music." They inter- perfectly the music was fire everything the music is still fire it still is once you get there yep well okay so but how everything played out in the end i don't know for me it's just it's a it's a good horror movie it really is but it but it's definitely not a great horror movie by any means by any means and like i i stand behind wholeheartedly because 
I've seen it like six times now, and I want to try and see what other people see. I totally, wholeheartedly am not buying into it. So, so you think it's all hype bullshit? I don't know. I, I don't know what other... Listen, again, I will never try and put somebody down for liking something if I can't see it their way. I look at it more so than, hey, that that's my problem, you know? Well, I remember coming out of the theater, like, uh, you were still in Massachusetts, and I right. was here. This was before we were uh, together. Lived, lived together. Lived together, right. Yeah, and I remember we had kind of completely different takes on it. Right. Like, you kind of dug it, and I was just like, God, I feel like it's kind of shit. Uh-huh. Like, it just fell flat, like it was one note. I like, agree. I, I, and you yeah. came out and you're like, I, I really like it. Yeah. And then uh, you, and I don't think what I said, uh, how I felt about it affected you in any way. No. And so no. once you got here, we did do a rewatch and you're like, God, this movie's fucking boring as shit. Well, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's so many things that I do love about it. It's like, it, it, it feels, elements. it feels fresh. It's got, it's got all the things of a horror movie that reminded me of like, uh, the Shining and just like classic horror movies, and then when they got to the boardwalk, it felt creepy. Like it as a horror movie, it's so it well has done. What you need here. Here's my thing though. My 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 vocalization on this movie is not maybe and maybe unjustly so and maybe unfairly so, but it's not based on the movie itself. It's based on the hype. It's based mm-hmm. on how much so everybody hype, else loves so it. So you think hype ruins things for people? It, do, it doesn't ruin it for me. I just don't feel that way. So, yeah. so for me, I, I just I'm trying to see it from other people's perspectives, and I don't buy into those same reasons why people come to those conclusions. That's all. And, and- this movie does have, uh, you know, really good moments. Uh, you know, for the dance scene, uh, the dance fight scene, like, and right. that eerie music that when they're... I know, got five on it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, there's that scene in the classroom ending where, you know, she's at the chalkboard and, you know, she's fighting herself. And, right. I mean, that's a great scene. Classic. That's the only great scene, in my opinion. Everything else, like doesn't justify the end to the meme. Well, um, you know, the whole the whole um, Elizabeth Moss family infiltration, that's an iconic scene, I uh, think, well, with Fuck the Police playing in the background. Again. Well, I think they needed to have more character development to actually get you to care about or not care about. And I, I okay. Mean, I mean, does that make sense? That, totally. What do, you, what do you guys think? Totally. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm one with you. I, I like the movie. It did not make my. Uh, it didn't even make my top twenty last year. Right. Thank and, you. Oh, dude. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, we had. Um, I don't know. Maybe three or four people on our um, top ten program had it in their top five. Oh wow. And and I was like, I liked it, but <laughs> you know, I, I, I think. I think maybe okay. he. I think maybe Jordan Peele was just trying a little bit too hard. Yep. To. to I you know. I feel like what he did with Get Out was, you know, kind of exceptional. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I remember but, walking away from Get Out thinking, well, I don't even know how to feel about this movie. Yeah. And yeah. this, I was just like, God, wow, he really was trying hard. I, I think he was just, you know, realizing that he had to follow up Get Out 
Right. And and just tried tried too hard, and uh, I just think some of it fell flat. So yeah, well, I agree with you. I agree with well, you. Originally, the story with Get Out was supposed to be about um, uh, a lesbian couple and their family. Oh yeah. And so, obviously, he I'd buy really that for a dollar. <laughs> so apparently, mm-hmm. he completely threw that away. Yeah. And yeah. just to appease the masses. Listen, listen, I and. and I, I don't like sellouts. I do not like sellouts. And you know who else is a sellout? Don't call him a sellout. That's not true. Oh. Who, who else are you going to say, though? Oh, you know who I'm about to say. Who? You tell me. I don't know who. Uh, I don't know who uh, did The Conjuring. Oh, oh yeah. Now you hate Jane Flan. I listen. I get that. Uh, okay, uh, let's go. Let's go do big budget uh, action flicks when we can do solid fucking horror flicks like Saw. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. James Wong is the biggest fucking seller I've ever fucking seen. Baby, baby. I'm sorry. He responds to me every time I talk to him. I on don't Facebook. care. He's a seller. How is he a seller? He's, a, she's, she's very passionate about her stance He's on so bad. Okay, create. And I hate Aquaman, but I. I... Uh, okay, Lee Wanell. Okay. Example. Yes. Is he loud and abrasive and doing these big action flicks? No, he's doing incredible horror films like The Invisible Man. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, James Wong. I love Lee Wanell, too. Exactly. There's a big difference between the two. They wow. created that together. Look at the both. Yep. Well, James uh, Wan does have a Giallo coming out. See, exactly. See, it was, that's it's what supposed he's to. It's supposed to be out in August, but I think they're going to have to push it. You got to you got to do the big budget movie so you can come and bring it back home. I think, it, I think it's supposed to be called Malicious. Yeah. I'm sorry. I feel like he's a sellout. Like he's done the Fast and Furious. He did Aquaman, <laughs> which was completely hey, not daddy, Daddy's got to pay the bills. <laughs> You yeah. do one, you can pay the fucking bill. <laughs> like, that's a bullshit analogy. All right. I'm I'll, sorry. I'll, I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. I'll, I'll right. say this. Yeah, sorry. Good. That's all right. <laughs> sorry. I'm very passionate about this. Everybody gets on me that I hate The Conjuring and all that, but yeah. It's okay. It's okay, Lu- Lacey. You you can you hate on James Wan so all you want. We Everyone uh, has their right to their own opinion, and I don't have any... Uh, opinion on James Wan, one way or the other. I, I think, I think he's done some good stuff for the for the genre. But you know, there's other other directors that have surpassed him in my my opinion. And in my opinion, Lee Wanell already has with um, Invisible. That's Man. not true, but okay. Yeah. No, I, yeah. he, he did. He did. Okay. He created one of the most iconic scenes in horror movie history. Uh, twice. Yeah. Twice. twice. Two okay. times. So Saw uh-huh. and Invisible Man. Okay. All right. Name two iconic horror scenes that uh, James Wan has done. I could easily, but we're going to move no, on. No, no, you can't. That's, I mean, come on. <laughs> no, I'm asking you to. Really? Yes, I'm asking you to right now. Okay. Uh, the Darth Maul scene and the scene in Saw, which you can attribute to okay, James Wan already, just as much as we went out. Uh-uh, you can't take him out said, of the game. No, we said Saw. Uh-uh. Darth Maul is not a horror movie. I'm, I'm obviously talking about the Insidious scene. So that, oh, you know, oh, so you're going to attribute a, a character that looks like a Star Wars figure. Right. Okay, well, a, so, well, I think I, I just won that. Thank you. Uh, I don't think you won anything. I, I, have to, I have to agree on the Darth Maul. I'm not a big oh, fan. Oh! I'm not a big fan of the Darth Maul demon. Come in and save me. 
here, girl. Yeah, not not a big fan. All right, I'm gonna I want to uh, throw out the rest of mine. Um, I want to give you two that I want you to recommend, and then I'm gonna throw out uh, probably about twelve piles of crap uh, that you need to uh, go ahead and avoid. Sorry, you just threw me for a loop there. Agreeing with him. Who me? Yes. No, I agreed with you. Sorry, I, I said thought... I don't like the Darth Maul character. Thank you. Oh, I don't. I never did. I, I thought so, Insidious like, I, was a great movie so, up up until they showed Darth Maul. Yeah, Insidious was a great movie up until they showed Darth Maul. Thank and then, you. And then I was out of it. I was like, this is stupid. Okay. And he's like, and he's that like, it's like a sewing that, machine that, that or something. One What's of the doing? greatest scenes in horror movie history. Well, okay. Well, about you, Tammy? Do you like Darth Maul? I okay. I I have to say I, that scared me the first time I ever saw it. See, Darth no, Maul. Did. Yeah, I did. You yeah. Yeah. Uh, rip off of Darth Maul. Is it as scary on a rewatch? No. No. It's not. It's not to me. It's not to me. Good horror movie has you uh, for life. You just, you're just a hater. No. No. Take the entity, for example. Oh, God. They mentioned that, that earlier. That movie has you for the rest of your life whenever you watch it. So that sorry. movie will haunt you whenever you watch it. Never seen it. It doesn't matter when you watch it or how you watch it. That movie has you for life. And that is a great horror movie. Okay. That's true. That's true. I agree. I agree. I don't want to throw you Just for a loop because I agree. I agree. Thank you. All righty. Um, let's see. Here's a movie that uh, some of you guys might have seen this one already. It's called Mom, Mothers of Monsters. Did anybody see that yet? No. Did recently see that? Hated it. Did yeah. you? Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, this is that. this is basically a uh, found footage film about a mom who is uh, suspects her teenage son of being a psychopath and. He's going to shoot, either shoot up a school or become a serial killer or whatever. So she's kind of like making a documentary, a documentary. That kid uh, sucks. Yeah. Well, he uh, wants to be a good actor. And, and I think the movie will appeal to a lot of people. Uh, the movie, the idea of the movie is okay. I thought that the kid um, just didn't, didn't do a great job. Um as far as like his uh, acting, but I've heard other people say they thought he was great. So I don't Ooh. know. Yeah, it wasn't um, Watson, was it? No, I think <laughs> uh, wasn't it? <laughs> I think it was Heather and Scott. Oh, Heather? you know what? Yeah. You don't. Let That's that what make I think. Sense, <laughs> yeah, and, and then um, also wanted to uh, to mention a, a movie called uh, Feedback. Oh. Has anybody seen this one yet? Mm-mm. No. Yeah, you I might you might like on. this one. This is a this is streaming different places, but uh, this shock jock is in the radio station, and these mask people come in and uh, take him hostage on air and force him to do things on air, and it's got a good plot twist to it. Uh, it's called feedback. I think you yeah. would like it. Yep. I- I like any movie that's around that surrounds like a radio station. I always yes. thought that's a great jump off point. Just for like Pontypool? Exactly. Yeah. Or, or Legend. Well, nope. check it out, man. It's called Feedback. I think you'd like it. Right yeah. on. 
All right, and here's my here's Mark Nato's pile of crap. Okay, uh, <laughs> Scarecrow's Revenge. Oh my God, <laughs> scare me about bore me. Nefarious, can't kill this. Dollhouse, Road to Red, Abigail Haunting, Cable, which is spelled C A B A L, and don't, <laughs> and don't let them in. Wow. Those movies, you know, I, I always say watch everything for yourself, but I'm warning you, all those movies bite the big one. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, Lacey, anything else you got uh, that you want to share with us? Um, I mean, I don't have, like, anything new. Um, you know, obviously, we're kind of, like, in a standstill at this point. We pretty much talked about... Um, the newer ones. So, um, is it okay if I talk about some sure. of the older ones I just first watched? Absolutely. Um, the first one being, uh, we did a watch party with uh, Jamie and Brian. Mm-hmm. And it was Fatal Games. Have you guys seen that? Mm-hmm. I have seen. Is that 80s. like, um, is it 90s? 80s. 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 Yeah. Oh my 80s. gosh. And it was about like Olympic, um, you know, contenders, (laughs) and it's a whodunit. I love whodunits. Ridiculous movie. It really is, but like, I love whodunits, and it had me guessing the entire time. Don't say the ending. I'm not going to. It's shocking. Well, uh, the ending (laughs) made Dan be uh, banned from Facebook. Oh my god, that's, a, that's right. That was from that. Oh my god, yeah. So like he was like, holy shit. Like he said, like I said something derogatory against the killer, and it got me my first Facebook ban ever. For 24 hours. Yes. That had that. Wow. Um, but I, I mean, I, I was I was engaged. I wanted to know who the killer was. I I was I was in it. It was it, it kind of reminded me of Sleepboy Camp. So I recommend everybody watching it. Okay, I'm looking at it right now, and and the killer kills people with a javelin. Yeah. Yes. That yeah. happens in the movie. Yes, it, it, it has similar deaths of Sleepaway Camp. So um, I definitely recommend uh, watching it because I was super like in it. Like I didn't think I would be. You know. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it. Absolutely. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. That was fun. <laughs> and then, um, you know, my last film. Oh God, um, I've watched. I've watched a few. I mean, I watched Emily. Uh, that's not one. I really liked the opener. I hated the ending. I don't really want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> and then there was um, the God. I. I'm trying to. Re- oh, ah, the final one was the bedroom window with uh, Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> Have you guys seen that from like 1987? With old Gutenberg. <laughs> the goo. Hey, the when goo? we saw him in Chicago, he was wearing gloves. And he this was, was way before the pandemic. Clearly ahead of the curve on that one. <laughs> he was literally wearing gloves. He would not touch anybody. He- Steve Goober looked at me like three separate times and gave me a head nod. And I never would think that I would ever say that ever that, in my like life. He's ahead of the curve? Like, no, they. <laughs> I'm just ahead of the curve. Uh, no. That what Go- who was that? Right that's there? the Joker. Oh, okay. Well, why <laughs> do you do so it? The bedroom window is on Prime and it's got a 6.4 rating. That's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. 
no, it has a uh, Pascal from uh, Pet Cemetery. Ooh, okay. And like, and he's creepy as shit. And I was like, God, I know this actor. I know this actor. And so, like, when I looked it up, it, he was Pascal from you know Pet Cemetery. And this is probably it, it's. It's borderline horror, I guess, but it's more, uh, as I stated before, I'm really into, you know, thriller mysteries. Mm. And there's there's not a lot of great uh, thriller mysteries out there right now. Yeah, but see, that's out. I don't think there has been for a long time. Um, and this, this, this was a very pleasant surprise, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Right on. I'm going to check that out, too. I am, Brian. too. <laughs> I, I it, to... it, is re- it is really good, you guys. I think you will definitely enjoy it. I'll co-sign to that. Lacey, if you like um, mysteries and you like uh, like thrillers and stuff, you, you like TV shows as well. Have oh. you seen The Outsider? Oh, uh, dude, we, we started, started it. We're at, like, episode four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I love it so far. And yeah, I, I love it. So good. I've been watching Dirty John. Did he do it? Did Jason yes. Bateman do it or what? I got well, so is, confused. Well, is is he alive? <laughs> is there a second Jason Bateman? Like I have no idea. You're gonna have to wait and see. Oh, dude. And uh, then, no, and then, I'm have just, you ever seen the H? I think it was HBO or it might have been Showtime uh, miniseries called Sharp Objects. Yeah, uh, no, but we have that at our. It's HBO with Amy yeah. Adams. Watch yeah, it, yeah, no, yeah. Amy Adams. That's it's a good one our, too. We might watch that tonight. Uh, we have big little. No, you gotta watch the I next episode watch of Survivor. Survivor. I wanna watch Survivor. You got the next episode of Survivor. God damn it! Is that tonight? <laughs> yeah. Well, on DVR. Uh, no, but uh, he's on past season. We're getting him caught oh, up. Oh, that's right. All the great that's players at Winners at War. I wanna see the season with the sister on it. Can we watch that one? But we'll finish this one. And then okay, we'll and then we'll go to that one. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is my favorite. China is Mark. Uh, if you didn't know, Martinado's hey. sister. Oh. Have you ever talked about this on your I'm show? I'm sure he has. Who on on the show? Yeah. I don't know. Have I said that before? No. Tammy, I don't think <laughs> that I've was said news before. to me. Yeah, yeah. She she was on there, but I'll, she's not on there for long. Like I said, she was. Uh, uh, she uh, was on there for a little bit, Martinado. Yeah. That, it was right before the merge. It's my, uh, it's my, uh, my sister than on Survivor than he does. It's, it's my uh, claim to fame. It was right before the merge. <laughs> yep. So, all right. Next episode that we do. Stop. <laughs> do what? Can we get her on the next episode that we do? <laughs> I, I can ask her if yes. I'll give, I'll give you information. Tell her I am the biggest fan. She's excited. You can tell. Please, I will. Please, I will. please. I'll, I'll, <laughs> Tammy, I'll, would I'll you post? I'll give. I'll give her. I'll. I'll ask her if I can hook you up on Facebook. Oh, and please do. Wow. Please do. She'll, she'll do an interview about her time on Survivor with you. There you go. Yeah. No. Can she come Calm on? Cut to, can she please come on? Cut to the chase. Settle down. <laughs> like she, she can pick her favorite horror movie. And we'll review She's it, so I'm excited just, right I, now. I really am. I love Survivor so much. Oh my god! Like she's not a she's not a huge horror movie fan, but okay. Well, she can, we can talk about her favorite horror movie ever. 
whether wow. it's like Casper or whatever. Casper. <laughs> okay. You know, wow. you know uh, like we're not afraid to go PG on Catch of the Chase. Wow. I'll text her tomorrow and see <laughs> if she's willing. Like, no, I really just want to pick her brain on like everything Survivor. I will. She'll do. <laughs> she'll do it. She loves talking about it. So, cool. All right, all right. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, Dan and Lacey, why don't you tell everybody uh, where they can find you on the internet? Uh, well, we're on Horophilia. Um, cut to the chase. Uh, Dan is also you can find his past episodes of Skeleton Crew on there as well and he's also on Married with Children yep which is debatable horror depending on who you ask you know <laughs> mm-hmm. Al yep. life can well, be horrific at well, times real life is horrific. absolutely I completely agree <laughs> now and uh, Cut to the Chase is honestly this is this is by far the best time ever for the show and um I want to say this too, real quick. First of all, thank you for having us on, you yeah, guys. You guys you are the best. Much. This has been the greatest time, and and that just goes right into what I'm about to say, which is open invitation. If you guys ever would like to come on our show and do this exact same thing, which is just shoot the shit about movies, um, open invitation at any point in time. You guys want? Absolutely, man. We'll make it happen. Yeah. We'll make it happen. And then, sure. um, I also have the They're Here podcast They're uh, here. with Derek Boo-Boo. Derek Boo-Boo. Uh, hopefully everybody knows Derek. Um, and then I also have a new podcast that we're going to launch very soon. I've been teasing it for a long time. I'm getting the poster work made for it uh, for the Slumber Party Massacre, um, which will feature uh, Heather Powell. Carly and Jamie and myself. Right on. Oh, wow. the, the, fir- the first ladies of horror horror podcasting. <laughs> yes, pretty much so. Yes, and that will be on Horophilia. Yep. All right. You got to get Tammy on there as a guest. Oh, yes. without a doubt. Yes. Oh, anytime. Anytime. She would love it. We would love to have <laughs> she's her. A, I, she's a glutton for. Well, she loves the podcast. Panicked, so she's already an ace in my book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tammy, tell everyone where they can find you on the internet. Um, just on uh, Horrorcast and uh, on the Horrorcast Facebook page, and or my own on Facebook. Well, that's I am, nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a simple person. <laughs> she's a simple girl, everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, well if you want to, thank you so much again. No problem. If you want to email us at uh, the Horrorcast, do it at askthehorrorcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the HCast and the Horrorcast on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, still still working on that uh, Horrorcast TikTok, okay? It's going to happen. <laughs> going to happen, everybody. So. times. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Horrorcast where we're all killer, no filler. Stay scared.